Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Yo. It's Grapsody with Will, Phil, and Reg Trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get from these talking heads It's Grapsody, we're here to fill the void Three black fans, different perspective, got to fill your voice Coming with the podcast, talking majors, indies in between Yeah, it's all that, and we're down with Fightful, better fall back Coming for respect, we connect like a ball bat No need to double check, these are all facts You're listening to us talk raps you're listening to us talk craps. Will Phil and Reg. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Welcome. It's Saturday. It's noon or 11, my time. You know what time it is. This is Grapsity. I'm Phil Lindsay. Of course, I'm with my co host, Righteous Reg. What's going on, brother? in the building it's your boy media man your favorite rapper your favorite writer your favorite podcaster it's saturday january something something it's 2024 i still can't believe it bill um feels good though uh there's a lot to talk about there's been so much going on in the news this week whether it be hip-hop whether it be wrestling whether it be black stand-up comedians whether it be basketball like where where could we start, McBro? It doesn't even like <laughs> there's so many places to go. <laughs> uh yeah. Uh happy new year. Uh happy new year. <laughs> this is our first episode of 2024. Uh it was a very uh eventful end to the year. There was a lot of stuff happening at the end of the year. <laughs> and then we started this year off with Cat Williams deciding he was going to blow up the world and a go bomb. viral with uh, basically his control first uh, for all of these stand-up comedians and people that he's worked with uh, uh, and whoever else is, is catching strays. In the, in the, anybody. The anybody can get it, um, I guess. Uh, uh, very entertaining. I still haven't seen the entire interview, but when that clip dropped on Twitter from Shannon's account and it was 30 minutes, I was like, yeah. 30 minutes. And then I watched all of it. I was like, oh. Cat was uh, cat was firing off, bro. Letting the chopper spray. Yeah, when I saw that, that's what tipped me off. I was like, "Why is this little clip thirty minutes?" I'm like, usually you see a little thing and like it's clipped, and you're like, it's gonna be like two or three minutes. No, this thing is thirty minutes. They're trying to give it all the way up, and Cat did not let anything uh not be said. He said everything that needed to be said. I think the thing about it is, 
nothing that he said was really the wildest thing. Like a lot of this stuff we've kind of heard. If you know, yeah, like some of it was pretty wild. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> some of it was pretty wild. But if you kind of know the game, if you know that world, the stand-up comedian world, uh, specifically these guys that he's talking about, it's not the craziest thing. Some of these things, some of these things are wild. Definitely, he jumped out the window. But a lot of it's like, yeah, I think. Of course, like I think people are getting hung up on. I was thinking about this pretty extensively of him saying that Kevin Hart is an industry plant. Now, I think people get I think the 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 term industry plant has a stigma on it now because of hip hop or some. I don't know. People when people say that people think it's wild. But we know that Hollywood makes a conscious effort to do this. Kevin Hart was an industry plant, not in a bad way, though, but like we're going to this guy's the funny black guy. He's about to be in every funny black guy movie that there is. That's pretty much the definition of what an industry plant is. But that's not Kevin Hart's fault. That's what Hollywood does. They do it with white uh, actors, too. It's not like a like a specifically the black actors that are stand up comedians. Like if they pick the new person. When Channing Tatum was the guy, he was in every single movie. I don't know who's in a new movie. I can't even think about it. But when they pick the person, they go for it. And their industry plants all around this. And I think people are just kind of hung up on, like, that part of it. But, like, that's the game at this point, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that there were two things that were very interesting about it uh, from watching it. Because when I initially watched it, I was like, no, this is very funny. Uh, this is essentially like Cat giving you a preview of what his stand-ups are in interview form. Um, and it was great. All of the jokes were, were great. His pacing and how he controlled the narrative in the interview was fantastic. No, he, this was, this was genius. This was genius marketing for, uh, his standups. If you are, if you thought this guy fell off, if you think he's just money, Mike or whatever other character, Wrong. Um, this was, this was <laughs> genius marketing. Um, that video, I believe currently is sitting at like 22 million views on YouTube. <sighs> Uh, 22 mil last time i checked 20, it was like, like 13 and that was it's like 20, that's it, crazy it might be over that at this point but wow uh, definitely went viral on twitter i saw somebody tweet that uh you know something went viral when you're all of your friends that don't have twitter are texting you something and i definitely got a bunch of that of people texting me like did you see that cat interview um and that's how you know that this thing made a splash uh Hey man, more power to him. Um, yeah, because usually it works in like usually we get it over there. Like Twitter's like feels like first, and then mm -hmm. like my friends will be like a week later when it gets to like Facebook, and they're like, "Do you hear about Cat Williams?" I'm like, "Yeah, like a week ago. How did you finally this, get here?" This was instant. <laughs> instant to everybody was like, "Yo, <laughs> this was instant." Uh, yeah. That and the dude jumping over the to get the judge, like those two things. Yeah, were like... those two things were like <laughs> concurrent, like everywhere. Um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully that judge, judge is okay. But that crazy. was that looked crazy. That bro. I felt bad initially because I laughed just off at first. I was like, "Wait a minute, hold on, bro." I don't think you can do that. You cannot do that. Um, but yeah, so yeah, the other thing about hopefully the, the judge is okay though, because this yeah. that's crazy. That was yeah. crazy. Uh, yeah, that hopefully she's okay. Uh, this oh. this was an older lady. Like, yeah, of course, man. Yeah, hopefully she's okay. But um. Yeah, the other thing about the cat thing is then I saw people turning it into the usual, man, he 
He's a true speaker, man. Ugh. He's a revolutionary and all these other things. Great thinker. It turned into, it turned into <laughs> you know, fodder for conspiracy brothers to do their thing. And I'm just like. It got spooky. I was like, it's okay to say this was just entertaining. There was a, a few things in here that he very much clearly exaggerated. But that's mm-hmm. stand-up. That's what comedians do. Um, so I, I wasn't upset about it. But there were several things he said on there that clearly seemed like they were not true. Um, yeah. But- there, there was a lot of egregious, like. All, everybody you're talking about, Cat Williams, are funny though. Like you can say whatever you want and like frame it however you want, but like Kevin Hart is insanely funny. I've laughed at his specials very hard. He's in the position that he's in for a reason, and like everybody was ripping off Bernie Mac, but they were ripping off the good stuff. That's why they're in the positions that they are in. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So um, he did. So he said a lot of things that are true, like the stuff he was saying about Bernie, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, the stuff he was saying about Cedric stealing his joke, that was another thing that was kind of like instant, like Ooh. they had the side-by-side of both jokes. And boy, it does look like said remixed that joke. Um, yeah, uh, there were other things on there, like uh, the, the part where he was talking about Steve and he was saying, no, nah, the reason he don't do stand-up no more is because um, I, I clowned him in Detroit. Fried him. And then and the clip showed up of him trashing him in Detroit, and he did indeed fry him on that Fried stage him. in Detroit. Yeah. Um so there were a lot of things that he said there were that were true, but also it was uh, it was the comedian thing to do. Bernie Mac used to say all the time, "You your thing, your your deal as a comedian is to put twenty on ten. and he was absolutely putting twenty on ten on Facts. a few things here. But it's fine because it was insanely funny. Um, there were several parts of it that I had to pause because I was laughing so hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, very much entertaining, man. Shout out to Cat <laughs> for giving us. All, all content creators everywhere, something to talk about, giving all of these people, like I said, the control first for them to now come and respond to. Uh, I've seen so many people respond to it, and I haven't listened to anybody's responses because I'm just like, no, no, this is funny. I don't need to know the truth at this point. The, the, one, that's been this is funny. In, the one that's been stuck in my head is cat uh, cat you don't think phase on love is funny the world don't think phase on i'm like damn yeah he said that about cedric when he's like no but cedric's uh, funny he was he you don't think cedric's funny he's like the world don't think, <laughs> the world don't think cedric's funny and and not for nothing he is a thousand percent about right about phase on phase on is one of the biggest haters i've ever seen man. i can't i don't understand why they keep interviewing this guy at this point like all he does is go on and hate and you don't got it like that you've always been the side character that's your thing dude i don't know why you're trying to talk like a main character it's crazy no he was uh i've seen phase on do several interviews and he's talking great he's, he's been like, talking ugh. crazy about dave for the longest he talks crazy about everybody now nah, you everybody's you're not that guy to be talking much. like that <laughs> But and the other part, you know, because I've seen people say, all right, well, yeah, but this guy's funny and that guy's funny. But the part of it is, hey, man, if I'm Cat Williams and I think I'm funny than funnier than this guy that you guys are putting on this pedestal. Yeah, I'm roasting him. Yep. It's That's- it's hip hop. It's it's comedy. And he's essentially like when he's talking about the Steve Harvey thing, he's like, no, it was on the stage. I showed you guys that I'm the best comedian. I'm not just talking it. I'm living it. And you can see it. And when he talks about it, especially he's like, I have the best specials. They're quoted. The people are bringing up the Tiffany Haddish thing when he was like, what joke does she have? What bit does she have? What anything? And it's like Cat Williams still has bits that people use to this day. Like I pull up his gifts and uh, videos all the time. Yeah, no, Cat is, and he just created like a thousand more. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 when it comes to the stand up thing, and I think that was his point. Like, hey man, you can say you have you've had all of these leading roles, you can say you have all of this money, you can say you've done all these TV shows, but when it comes to this comedy thing. 
I'm funnier than you. And when it comes to who's the funniest, the people are always going to tell you. And he's yeah. absolutely right about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that um, a lot of it was dope. A lot of it was egregious, but that's kind of how the game is. I love that Shannon Sharp is just kind of in the middle. Like people are like either extremely on one side or the other of like, he's great in his position. Like I like that he just kind of let Cat Williams do his thing. Like sometimes these interviewers are like trying to give too much. It's like, no, Cat Williams came to talk, dude. Just let him do this thing. Yeah, let, and then there's I, I, some people that are on the other side of like, he's the worst. Why didn't he dig? Why didn't he do this? Like, what do you need to dig into? He gave it all up. Yeah, I saw people saying that Shannon's a bad interviewer. I don't think he's the best interviewer. I don't think he's going to give you what certain other people are going to do in terms of follow-up questions. But I think mm-hmm. he did what he needed to do with this. Um, I think uh, Club Shay Shay is the outlet for what it is is because people are comfortable and they come up there and have candid conversations. Um, right. Because I thought the Steve uh, Harvey interview he did was very good. I've watched that entire one, and that's a very good interview. Uh, but I also respect Kat watching that interview and the Cedric interview <laughs> and what Ricky said. Like, yo, you let these guys come up here and get lies off. Yeah. So I am here to tell the truth. And mm-hmm. I'm like, nah, you, you, can't, you can't do nothing but respect it. Like, Every time somebody, something like this happens, I'm like, punk parallels. Like, if punk was in this position, he would do this exact same thing, like, air out like 10 of his haters like oh you think he did this but let's talk about when i did this to him what on what on earth did i ever do to have an empty-headed fuck like ricky smiley <laughs> saying he stole that movie from me when he knows i was the best in this movie <laughs> <laughs> i'm telling you man i'm telling you Honestly, I just think it's like healthy for the game. Like you said, you haven't listened to any of the responses. Of course, people no, are talking I, about your boy Luda coming back with the freestyle response for some odd reason. Man. I don't know what's time. Times are definitely changing <laughs> because he he got Luda in the booth, and I was sitting watching Luda rap, and I'm like, though it's a different time, man. Like mm-hmm. Luda's teeth are too perfect now; they're too white. <laughs> And like he's got like the perfectly crispy like lining and everything. He looks like money. This doesn't look like hungry ludicrous no more. It's too clean. You're too clean, bro. It's too pristine. And I was just like, I feel you. I know you can still rap. Luda's a legend, man. I'm not trying to hear any slander. I saw some of that this week too, and I'm like, I'm not listening to any Luda slander. Um, That guy, he is. He's gotten off on too many records. He is one. He he had a run of features that is unmatched. Like we're not doing that. yeah, I hate that. I hate when they try. There's revisionist history, man. Now, Absolutely. 2001, <laughs> we was bumping that Ludacris album loud, brother. I'm telling you, like, that thing was a couple of his albums back to back to back. It was like, no, Ludacris, Ludacris is the guy, man. I don't no, know what I'm y'all not. are trying to say right here. Like, it was some goofy stuff. It was some wildest stuff. But that was, like, his position. But when that's, it came to rapping, Ludacris can rap. Bro. You you go sit here and tell me you didn't pick him in Def Jam fight for New York? I'm not I'm not listening to these lies, bro. Cut it cut it out. He's one of our legends. Um but yeah, he, he I, I listened to his verse. I did listen to most of uh Ice Cube's um Oh yeah, that, that was that was that the was, one I was like, uh uh-uh, I'm good. I don't want to That was the main one I listened to because I wanted to know specifically about the rape scene because I was like, Is that true? I don't know, that don't sound right, but um, you know, he kind of confirmed a lot of what Kat said. He he said that initially there was no, like, you weren't going to see rape in the movie, which doesn't really disprove what Kat said. It's just kind of, right. 
he also was kind of like, I don't really do that. And I'm just like, uh, mm. we've seen Players Club. Like, uh, there, there's a rape scene. And in that movie. scene was pretty on the line. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, we didn't see her physically get raped, but, you know, um, it's it's in the movie. Um, you know, Nasty. Uh, which, yeah, Players Club, I feel like, is kind of an unra- underrated classic. I, it's some wild another stuff. Another Bernie, Bernie Mac uh, performance in there. If you don't like anything else from that movie, Bernie Mac is Dollar Bill. Kills it. Shot town. If anything, uh, Bernie Mac getting praise out of this is probably the best thing that ever happened. Yeah, I man, I very much love that part about it. Bernie getting his flowers, um, uh, Mark Curry getting his flowers as well because absolutely Come deserved. On, um, and that was another one where they showed clips of Mark Curry and how absolutely stole some of his jokes. He absolutely stole that Halloween joke from him. And, <laughs> Bro, uh, we can see you. <laughs> yeah, no, but shot, you know, Mark Curry deserves his flowers. Come on. Man. Uh, Bernie you know, absolutely yeah. deserves his flowers, man. He was always the funniest of the four of them to me. Like, no Easy. lie. Uh, D.L. got his, his flowers a little bit, too. He's another one I feel like is a little bit underappreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, shout out Bernie. Another underrated Bernie. If you guys have never seen Soul Man with Bernie and Samuel L. Jackson, like, laughs from second one like this is one of his best movies that he did right before he passed away so bernie was set up to be that guy it's crazy and then they started with the conspiracy theories of what i'm like dude just stop it was just a really good entertaining interview from cat we don't have to get into the conspiracy illuminati bag like cat got into it but you don't have to really dig into it in 1997 on the cedric the entertainer was on uh the vibe and it's like yo you guys. <laughs> I've seen people that were like, y'all really thought this hair was real? Like, yeah, people weren't looking at it that deep back then, buddy. Dude, and I was eight. I wasn't like, look at Steve Harvey's hair. It's fake. What are, you, what are we talking about at this point? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, it is what it is. Uh, all of those guys have had tremendous careers. I, I did think, like I said, the Steve interview with uh, Shannon was insightful. He said some things I really agree with. Uh, but I also understand a lot of these people lie that's just what it is facts you can't get to steve harvey's position without being on some wild shit and just being caught anytime somebody calls him mr potato head it's funny it's always funny it never fails when somebody put the picture up there with like the big white teeth and the big mustache and everything i was like dude y'all gotta chill out man this was this i will say that 2024 has given me a lot of laughs internet wise so funny all of the remixes of that of that video of brian brushing his hair bro (laughs) (laughs) oh my god oh my god brush that weak ass fade i laughed for like three hours oh my god yo whoever whoever added him to the poetic justice clip <laughs> I was in tears laughing at it, man. One <laughs> of the funniest things. I can't unsee it now. It is just hilarious, man. Brush it's that crazy. weak ass face. <laughs> <laughs> the way that the internet can connect us like this, because like when that movie came out, it's like a black, you know, every black that's like a black cult classic. And that was always a funny scene when she throw when they throw his uh his uh the brush at the end like my uh, cousin and I would rewind that like a thousand yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pac beating him up and then throwing the brush brush at the end and driving off in the mail truck is still classic, man. We would rewind that like a thousand <laughs> times. We thought that shit was yo, so funny, and, and he picked it up and started brushing his hair at the end of it. 
Yo, he thought that shit was the funniest thing of all time. So, yeah. So then, then, then getting to like, then LeBron's, the thing starts happening. It's like, first of all, what are you doing, LeBron? Let's start there. Why are you brushing so intently, too? Like, it's not just like a, you know, usually like, oh, I'm in an interview. Like, let me, blow. no, he's like going in and it's like, Bron, what are you doing? So that, and then to connect that to the poetic justice thing, it's like, how do you guys do this? Yo. How does this happen? So I've I, I I've said many times I think that Brian is one of the most unintentionally funny people in the world. <laughs> he just does so many things. I don't think he realizes how funny it is in the moment. But brother, him sitting there brushing his hair hard like that, and then like rubbing it down at the top afterwards, I'm like, bro, stop, man, <laughs> cut it out. And he's always wearing a do rag. It's just hilarious, bro. Um, so why the jokes. doesn't he go to Turkey? I just don't understand it. Why isn't he in Turkey? <laughs> Getting the hairline. I saw the TikTok videos. There's a bunch of bald dudes lined up at the uh, on the flight to Turkey. Why isn't he on this way? He's LeBron James. He's rich. I just don't get it, Phil. If it's gone, go and get it done, bro. I don't understand this. Man, listen, man. I know it's got to be a, a tough situation when it starts going, man. But it's time, brother. It's time. <laughs> it is, man. Like, you sitting there trying to brush the hair all hard and trying to get it to that lay down, bro. It. Like, cut it out, dog. Like, <laughs> Enough, man. It's been enough for a while, but this is like, all right, this is the nail in the coffin. Enough, enough, man. When the dude was like, man, he bought one of the most expensive wave brushes there is <laughs> to massage his thoughts and memories. I was on the floor, but I was like, God, yo, stop it, man. And then, and then the very next interview he did last night after Ooh. they lost to the Grizzlies, oh he's got a do rag on immediately. You see all of his hair, hair care products in the background. I was like, yo. This dude is He's a sick individual, man. <laughs> Hilarious, man. And then um, the poor guy that asked him about the Ricky Rubio thing. Ricky Rubio announced he's retiring. Uh, mm-hmm. Shout out to Ricky Rubio. Um, but somebody asked him about it. And, boy, you can see how much this hurt Brian's soul in that moment. He was just like, listen, man, Ricky, if you're playing this back and it sounds a way. I don't want it to sound away, but I'm I'm very upset that we got our ass whooped. And this guy asked me this stupid question about you that I don't want to ask in this moment. I was like, "Hey, man. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't see this. Yo, if, if you have not seen this clip from last night, hilarious, man. The last 40 or 50 <laughs> seconds of this video, somebody asked him about that. I was so embarrassed for this guy in that moment. Um. But it did give me a very good laugh last night. I got a lot of very good laughs last night. A lot of Man. good belly laughs. Uh, uh, so 2024 is off to a good start in that way. We Ooh. got a lot of things to Seriously. be entertained by. Uh, I've said many times, I think that January is the best month of wrestling. Uh, we got a lot of really good wrestling to start this month. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what a time. I'm just, I don't, I'm like... It's so intense. Like every day, it's like a real, like everybody's going to be in it type of situation, either the cat thing or the judge thing or <laughs> LeBron and his hair. It's like everything. It's like I know they sometimes intentionally do stuff to distract us. The distractions are great uh, yeah, to start no. the year. Thank you. <laughs> a, lot, I, a lot of really, really funny things last night, man. Uh, let's get into a few uh, super chats before we move forward. Uh, our do it says happy happy grabster day, day and new year y'all uh, wrestle kingdoms 18 smacked the first one i've watched on rock roman cody and people freaking i feel like they're forgetting triple threats keep rock protected if need be i haven't heard the idea of a triple threat all week that's really funny uh 
I don't think they should do a triple threat personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see why people are, want to do a triple threat, yeah. um, but I personally don't think that they should. Um, what's the What's the drawback? I I just think right now, like there's so much, uh, there was so much hype for so long about just getting Roman versus Rock one on one, and I feel like if you have that match on the table, just do it. I feel like you trying to have have your cake and eat it too, and it's too you much. Know, possibly not pleasing anybody it was the same thing they tried to do with the women's main event where it's just like all right well charlotte was already pretty much uh promised a main event but Mm -hmm. this is the hottest main event we have we should just go with becky versus uh ronda but let's just put charlotte in there as well because let's try to please everybody don't just try to please everybody if you know that this is a blockbuster match just do it if you have Dwayne The Rock Johnson for a time, put him in there one-on-one with Roman. Stop being ridiculous. How do you feel? Yeah. We're going to totally get into it. No, I'll, I'll, we'll get into it later, but yeah. <laughs> Eloquent says, uh, you have an unnatural allegiance to losers, and it's not like you is a bar. <laughs> he dropped so many bars like that. Uh, one of my favorite bars is just such a simple thing to say, but when he kept saying, man, why would he lie? I don't know why liars lie. Like, yo, <laughs> <laughs> such a common sense thing to say, but it was funny every time he said it. <laughs> that string of, of the interview was like getting me every single time. I'm like, no, cat's spitting though. Because a lot of this stuff is connected to some other places. I'm like, honestly, you know, he keeping it real. Uh, Johnny says it took Sting versus Hogan and Taz versus Sabu 18 months to happen. So at double or nothing, Swerve defends the world belt against Keith Lee in a Texas death match. Why did you bring this around? Yo. Um, Yeah. Um, I laughed very hard at that last (laughs) week. Um, Us getting sitting here on this podcast and all right, well, match is finally happening, man. People said that match ain't happening. And boy, when I saw that, uh, that tweet go up after we uh, got off here and saw that Keith was hurt, I was like, no way. That's no, no, no way. (laughs) Phil, I feel like I'm being trolled sometimes. I come on here and make jokes. You know, we all, we all laugh about it. People tweet about it. But this time I was like, all right, you guys. <laughs> we, to, this is Candid Cam, Cam. Candid Camera. Y'all remember that? I'm being punked. We were talking when we saw the tweet. I <laughs> I was like, I, this, I was legit ro- rolling on the floor laughing is real. I was on the floor laughing. Yeah, no, no. But, uh, yeah, unfortunate. Uh We'll get into some AW World 10 talk, but uh, unfortunate totally. that we didn't get the match. Yeah, uh, Orion Ben six 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 says, uh, "When I, when I'm gonna leave the Earth, I'm gonna cat out." <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, man, it's cabal, man. It's collective. Oh man, there were so many things he said that I was just like, mm-hmm. I know. bars on bars. Uh, I know, man. Uh, some good work in there. Uh, Bianca Leia, Leia says, uh, happy belated New Year's, gentlemen. So Cat Williams finished more stories in five days than Cody finished in two years. <laughs> Poor Cold, man. Cold, cold Dog's having a, uh, he's having a rough week. <sighs> We're going to get into it. I have a lot of thoughts. He's having a rough week, man. Well, man. not having a rough week because as my guy has on a wrestling club shirt. Shout out to Cody Rhodes for um, helping those kids go to WrestleMania this year. That is an awesome thing he's doing for those kids. Um, can't say enough about how cool that is. And he's done so many things like that where he just does things for people that, you know, he doesn't say it, but uh, they know. Shout out to Cody, man. That's uh, the next super chat from Ryan Ben 66. Uh, 
aggressions at high graph high graph city congrats to twc good going cody cody rhodes is so much better than we all think he is like we all know like cody's coolest but he's 10 times even better than that forget the wrestling forget the promos forget aew forget wwe forget all that just like as a human being to even say that and do that uh yeah. they're tweeting about wrestlemania he goes oh yeah everybody forget about it i got your hotel and the tickets wow it, it made a uh, people's magazine i don't know if you saw that but oh i didn't yeah it made it in the people's magazine uh wow. that's dope that's dope for him come to on man kids. like just i can't even put in the words how amazing that is shout out to cody rhodes because he don't have to do any of that i know personally how generous and amazing of a person he is and so man that i can't say much more about it great give him the bell i'm changing everything dwayne johnson stay your ass at home let cody cody's the people's champion now so <laughs> that's it like it doesn't matter regardless of what happens at wrestlemania 40 we know who the real people's champion is and it's Cody Rhodes, big dog. Uh, Leonard Aarons III says, The Rock coming to Raw was, to me, depressing. I get the whole Rock-Roman thing, but what are folks expecting out of this? Why is it needed after a thousand-plus day run as champ? Cody's story, dead on arrival. Mm. A lot, uh, lot of thoughts there. Uh, yeah. let's, let's get into it. Let's get into yeah. this uh, Rock on raw stuff because uh that is probably one of the biggest talking points of the other week definitely um, of course, this was coming off of triple h giving the announcement that a wwe champion would show up on day one um and we did we did get uh gender mahal to troll us all uh great swerve if grace were if gender came out and did the whole americans you suck thing he said jingoism on wwe television not a word that i would ever think i would hear on wwe television and then he proceeded to tell us yes it's a real word look it up and i was like yeah i know what jingoism <laughs> means um but okay uh, all right it's cool get your shit off uh but uh then proceeded to get uh the rock coming out to confront him we got a very much uh usa uh patriotism promo slash segment out of it which that kind of stuff wasn't really for me um but we got rock on wwe raw i i just was really sitting here thinking like this is a crazy time we're in two weeks ago um not even two weeks ago less than two weeks ago cm punk was on the same show did not think that in the span of a month cm punk and the rock would be back on raw um wild times uh what did you think about this segment? Because I'm sure that uh, you had thoughts. I'm trying to get an interview, Phil, so I have to keep a couple of them to myself. Um... <laughs> Help me out. Listen, the USA part, you guys know. I, I, I wanted no parts of it. The meat and bones of this was at the end. He gets to it. He's like, I'm about to go to the bar. Where do y'all think I should sit? Should I sit at the bar? Should I sit at a booth? Or should I sit at the head of the table? I liked it. I thought it was a really good line. Like, we did all of that. We Just get me to this line. Why do we need all this filler to get me to the real meat and bones of this? Okay, so there's been a couple of things pitched, I think, here, Phil, because people have been talking about, oh, Cody can still finish the story because they could do The Rock and Roman at in Australia at Elimination Chamber. You get the Rock WrestleMania 40, the 40th anniversary, and you think they're gonna send him to Australia or wherever it's at? No, nah. 
Um, I thought that that was one of the craziest talking points on the timeline. People going, oh, they don't need this match at WrestleMania. You are crazy. They don't need this match at WrestleMania? You are crazy. Um, yeah, uh, I there were bits of the, sec, the segment that very much weren't for me. But I do think when he got into the Roman stuff, I yeah. was intrigued. Um, the crowd was very much into it. Um, what I've come to understand about Rock showing up now is that um, – the nostalgia pops and the stuff he's going to do for the crowd to get the crowd to participate. That's really the magic of it. Us sitting at home and going, oh, well, Rock, I don't know if that ages too well, but that stuff doesn't matter. It's it's all about the moment. It's all I about don't him. like how he leads us into – I'm trying to get an interview here, Phil. Look, I'm not trying to get into it. I don't like how he leads everybody into everything. He's like, oh, oh this is about to be trending. Oh, everybody's about to tr- – in three seconds, this, like it's like, Rock, they'll do it. They don't you don't need to prompt everybody. You're the rock. If you say something funny that they're going to do, they're probably going to chant it in three seconds because you prompted us to do this for the last 25 years. You don't have to keep setting us up, Dwayne. You're the rock. You can say anything. You come out there and say, Rudy Pooh candy ass. We said that for a long time, dude. You don't have to prompt everybody. I'm trying to get an interview. Well, I mean, I just feel like that's just that's how he does things now. And that's kind of the. That's the standard thing that he does when he comes back. It's the WWE format. Um, so it, it's fine. Um, I thought some things he said here were funny. Um, I did. I thought the Sheik tribute was funny. I thought certain other thing part, parts of it were funny. But, yeah, the the head of the table line, because I uh, I got a, I got the shoot and caught in a moment because I was like, man, he still hasn't said Roman's name, though. And at the end of the promo, he certainly said I remember that you sent name. that too. You sent that. I remember reading your text of saying he hasn't said Roman yet. And I'm like, oh, he hasn't. And then like a few minutes later, he was like, Phil. Yeah. And of course, people were like, oh, <laughs> this age wrong. Yeah, I, I hear you guys. Chill out. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I uh, they've been chasing this match for almost three years at this point. Um, I am one of those people that have felt like, all right, I don't know if the match will ever happen. I don't know if the match is going to be as good as we want it to be at this point in both of these guys' career. Uh, but at this point, you've been chasing it so long. Fans fans speculate about it every single year at this point. If you can do it, if he's on board, you have to do it at this point. Um, and unfortunately for Cody, um, he's probably going to lose his spot because there's no way if you have the option to do The Rock, one of the biggest wrestling stars of all time, not just one of the biggest WWE stars, one of the most recognizable wrestlers in the world. Um, if you got the chance to have him at WrestleMania against the guy that you've deemed to be your guy, the biggest star of this era, you're going to do it. Phil, you're WrestleMania not going to just Cody in there. 40. People keep forgetting 40. This is a big yes. deal. The Rock. You think they're about to send The Rock to Australia? No. They are. Bro, if you got th- this is a WrestleMania match, bro. I saw people saying that why do you have to save everybody for every big match for WrestleMania? This is a WrestleMania match, man. The Rock. Uh, and I, I just don't see a world where you put this on the Australia stage. I could be wrong. But I just feel like this is a WrestleMania match. If he's in and he wants to do it, the fact that he came in and teased the match and there's been other inklings and hints to him wanting to participate in WrestleMania, if he's on board, I feel like you have to do it. Uh, I hate what that means for Cody. Um, it, it confirms what we all knew, that Cody should have just won last year. Um, but this is The Rock. Like You don't just... You the don't just Rock, pass up a rock match at this point. <laughs> the Rock has shown up on WWE 
TV two times. Like it, people were like, oh, it's a coincidence. He was at the football thing two times. I'm like, it's a crazy coincidence. Like yeah. they keep falling into this. Like, and he hasn't been on Raw in so long. Like all these kind of pieces are falling together. I'm landed at you got Dwayne the Rock Johnson. If he says you guys got one match, I'm putting him in the main event of WrestleMania, the last match of the show. It's WrestleMania 40. We've been building this match for three years. Like Phil said, every single year we get to that, they're like, are we going to do the match? you got to do the match if you're given this position. This isn't surprising to me because I came on this podcast and said, at the end of WrestleMania 40, Roman Reigns is going to be holding that championship up very high as he proceeds to go and beat Hulk Hogan's record. We all knew that Cody... The story wasn't going to be finished regardless of how y'all try to play it out. Like, even if Cody was in the match, he probably was going to lose because Roman Reigns is going to be holding that belt at the end of WrestleMania 40 and beating The Rock. Oh, my God. What an accolade. Yeah. And I mean, there's there's a chance that this is not leading to The Rock and maybe this is a swerve. I've seen people say that. I love a swerve. That this means that you're just this is going to be one of the Saudi matches next year. I think that that's depressing. Why would you do the? Why would you do Rock versus Roman in Saudi Arabia? Again, that is a WrestleMania match. Um, there could be swerving this. Um, I think a really cool and kind of funny swerve uh, because because uh, of of uh, Cody's uh, journey for the last year of him getting endorsement for big guys. I do think it would be really funny if Cody won the Rumble and then the guy that came up and, and raised his hand and pointed to him at the end, the same way he did for Roman is The Rock. That'd be very mm-hmm. funny to me. Uh, but I don't think that is nearly as interesting as actually getting the match. Um, there are other stuff that they can do here, of course, like do the, the special guest referee thing. Not as interested in that Ugh. either. Uh, but this could all be its worth. Maybe this is still heading to Cody getting his match at WrestleMania. Boy, it don't look good for our guy. <laughs> don't look good. Uh, uh, Cody, Cody gave that interview. I think it was on Busted Open last year. Um, I think it was around no- November or December where he said, I'm not worried, man. I, you know, the cream rises to the top, you know, the, the usual jargon. And if I'm there, you know, I'm not going to lose my spot to the rock, buddy. Not looking good, man. Optimistic, big bro. I appreciate your uh, thinking like that. But if The Rock's here, I'm sorry, man. It's The Rock. The mo- like beyond wrestling, that's The Rock. The one of the most recognizable names in the entire world. Some people don't even know that he's a wrestler. That's how recognizable this guy is. Like if you have him, he's in the main event. People even pitching him being somewhere else beside the WrestleMania main event is so funny to me. I'm like, why are you saying this, bro? And I say this as somebody that hated that. He main evented WrestleMania 29, and Punk, Punk lost his uh, his chance to main event that show. Hated it. Mm. But business-wise, no. There's no way you don't go Come with on. The Rock for that match. Money-wise and what you're going to do business-wise, the eyes that you're going to bring to your product, no. There's no way you don't go with The Rock match. Um, the rock. And that's another thing that makes it ironic. The year that Punk comes back. It's also the year that <laughs> Rock comes back and does exactly what he did to, to, to Punk. 10 years ago. What is this timeline, Phil? How do these things keep lining up like this? Like you said, a month ago saying, oh, two weeks, Rock's going to be on, CM Punk's going to be on. He's going to, CM Punk left because he was mad about The Rock taking his spot at WrestleMania. Now The Rock's back again to take his spot again. What? This could possibly happen again. But again, hey, maybe we're all panicking for nothing. Maybe this is again all the swerve and Cody might finish the story of WrestleMania. I do think that there's something to the idea of them finally giving us the rock match at WrestleMania and Roman retaining 
and Cody beating him somewhere later in the year, like SummerSlam. Phil, uh, one thing I haven't seen people talk about in just uh, in my brain: What if The Rock wins the Royal Rumble? <sighs> don't do that to us, please. Don't do that. Don't do that, please. Don't do not do that. That would be a mistake. Because Rock Rock doesn't need the Rumble to get a title match, like. I think that'd be a huge whatever you know because roman could tell the story what have you done to earn a shot at me the last time you were here you got dragged what how why are you getting a match with me you have to earn it i know it's awful but you don't even you don't need to do that the setup is there you have the you have the family strife you have you have a stake to the claim of him saying that i'm the head of the table because i'm the prime breadwinner no the highest paid member of the Anawaii family Facts. is the rock so yes. he has claim to the title of head to the table head of the table that is that's that's the that's, that's the story you don't that's need you don't need the royal rubble win to get there um i think the worst idea i've heard so far out of everybody is you do roman and cody in australia and Ro- and cody beats roman before WrestleMania. i'm like why are you guys saying this so you got to give cody his win in australia at like four in the morning no <laughs> no <laughs> absolutely not no that makes no sense why are you guys saying why do you guys want this that's a wild story to, and then well because roman doesn't need the belt at uh wrestlemania i'm like and that's how you get it off of him ew i'm telling you if you want this to be the final notch on his belt as champion of beating the rock at wrestlemania and then going on to break hogan's record that i understand but deciding that he needs to lose before WrestleMania so that Cody gets his story. No, just have uh, Cody beat him at SummerSlam. Like, right. if that's the case, what we're going to do. Now, this begs the question that because you've been spending the entirety of 2023 building Cody back up for this rematch, what do you do with him at WrestleMania if he's not wrestling Roman? I hadn't thought about it. Because he said um, a million times that he doesn't want Seth's belt. He does, I, and, and I mean, that's looking like punk spot now yeah um so and even if even if Rollins is not champion um i can't see you sliding uh cody into that spot uh of course cody. The, the story i've seen people and i did an article for bleach report where i said the same thing um, or it makes sense because their oh, history yeah. together um they had to match at wrestlemania um that was the three-way for the legacy stuff um you've had you you have all these stories you have uh the the what Cody said in the press conference after Survivor Series, how he felt like uh, Ordnance has always been a great mentor to him, and watching him win Royal Rumble, he always felt like I want to be like him, and I think it means something to have him beat him at WrestleMania and finally kind of get that get that leap over his mentor, and that's it's kind of the same thing as beating Brock and getting that endorsement from Brock. Mm-hmm. I think him beating Orton and getting that endorsement at WrestleMania could be. It it could work. I still think it's not as good as him just getting the Roman match and winning. But I do think there's a good story you can do there with Orton. Um, I think with AJ being back heel and they've never done that match, AJ versus Cody also makes a lot of sense. Um, there's options, but it does feel sucky that we've been kind of hoping that 
the whole the whole point of them spending all this time keeping him away from Roman is because we were going to get the Roman match at WrestleMania, and feeling like that might not happen is crazy. <laughs> and there's still Phil, there's still people saying that last year wasn't the worst ending of all. like there's still people saying he shouldn't have finished the story last. No, Imagine how different it would be right now if he was just world champion. We would still have the hottest heat in the world for Rock and Roman, and none of this would even matter. Like this makes it even more apparent that last year's result was the wrong result you know yeah um because you could do you could you could still do all the same things if if cody was champion you could still have the rock show up and do that head of the table line yep um and and actually this would make the origin match make even more sense if cody was champion um and again, you could do even more things with Cody as champion. Again, you could do the AJ match. There's so much stuff you could do with him as champion. I just still think that was a mistake. Um, wow. But what are you going to do? Um, I, I think it's good that uh, they have a lot of us talking about what could be the main event of these two nights. I think the right. intrigue about what could be the main event is good for the product. I think the fact that Punk is in the mix. Now you have The Rock in the mix. Um, you have people actually gunning for the title now. Oh, my God. You have four people gunning for that title at Royal Rumble. Um, I think that's good. Um, I think that uh, Cody over the past year um, having to get through all of these obstacles, and now he's got, to have like, he's got like this road gallery of people that keep getting in his way. I think that's good as well. Um, but, How does... Yeah. Because this person we also thought was going to finish this story at WrestleMania, Cody versus Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania. I wouldn't do that because I I feel like if you do that, I think Cody's going to lose because Cody Cody doesn't want to be IC champion. He wants to be world champion. He's done that. He's been IC champion. He's revolutionized that belt. He's the one that brought the white belt back and all these other things. He doesn't need to be IC champion. Um, so I wouldn't do that. Um, because again, it was, it's like, what do you do with Gunther? Because I thought he was going to be being Seth Rollins, but it looks like that's going to be CM Punk's spot. Uh, spot. Uh, I still think you do the the Gable match at WrestleMania if you're okay. if you're doing Gunther. I think Gable makes a lot of sense. Um, Gunther's been saying he wants the Brock match as well, but I don't uh-huh. see it any world Brock challenging for the IC title. No, um, but there's stuff you can do with Gunther. I'm not worried about that. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm more worried about what you do with Cody. Um, yeah. Because cause the thing with Punk is, at least when you took, at least when Punk dropped the title, you could tell him, oh, well, the second biggest match at WrestleMania is the streak. You could go yeah. for the streak. There is mm-hmm. no streak anymore. There's nothing comparable to the streak anymore. Nope. Um, so, I don't know. I think the Orton story is probably the best. I, I do think it sucks <laughs> that you're now going from possibly wrestling Roman to wrestling Orton. Um, but... I do think that that means something to Cody, um, so it yeah. could work. Um, if it's me, either do the Orton match or the AJ match. I, I really think the AJ match could be fire as well. Yeah, I think the story that they could tell with Orton is probably like the most on the surface and easiest to tell, so yeah. probably the best way to go. But going from potentially winning the world title to like a match with no stakes is kind of sucks. unfortunate. Yeah, it's an unfortunate thing to tell. What did they... Um, What's the elimination chamber you think going to be? Is it going to be for Cody's belt? What do you mean, for Rollins' belt? Or? Uh, for Rollins' belt, yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> uh, I think it's probably going to be a number one contender's match. If I had to guess. For, for, for Roman? For Roman. That if if the Rock match is not happening. Uh, but we'll see. <sighs> uh, a lot, man. But day one was a great show. I think uh, doing kind of the pay-per-view model 
on WWE television worked well for them on Monday and Friday. Hey, wonder where they got that from. Um, <laughs> that was uh, cool to see. I think that the show was good. I thought Becky and Nia had a very good opening match. I like that match. Um, Nia has been tremendous since she got back. Go figure. She's uh, she dropped a dropped some pounds. She's gotten faster. She's gotten more explosive. Um, I I like that. I thought that match was good. I thought what they did with it um, was good. Becky got busted open in this match. Um, did not expect to see that. Um, I thought the women's title match was well. It was good as well. Uh, Ivy Nile versus uh, Rhea Ripley was also a pretty fun match. I thought the main event was good. There was some shenanigans at the end of the main event that I wasn't really <laughs> that here for. But I thought the match itself was very good. I thought they did a lot of good things with the first Raw of the year. Uh, and having The Rock there, absolutely that was supposed to do got more people talking and that's the that's the that's the thing you want at this time of the year heading into wrestlemania and royal rumble a couple interesting things i thought i thought both of the women's matches were really good i love the finish of becky and naya with naya hitting the uh, the old sucker punch on her as she comes off the ropes Hit, I thought the that was uppercut. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she was in position for it too really Really interesting stuff. There was blood there, so it like added on to like their history. Um, yeah, N- Nia Jax has added some kind of resurgence energy to this division, which I think has been pretty good for the division as a whole. And it's so interesting about Rhea as like we've come on this podcast and I've been like, why doesn't she wrestle more? Like, what's going on? And she's such a big star. And then when you do see her wrestle, you're like, man, she's so she has it all. I don't understand why they don't have a wrestle. But she's so over that it doesn't matter really at this point. But she's such she's a really good champion. And um I think that the the trains of her and Becky colliding at WrestleMania is some big money stuff. Um uh the most interesting thing I thought is I thought that CM Punk would be on the first raw of the year. The yeah. Rock's here, and now CM Punk's gonna be on next week. They're not meeting. You think there's still some or well, suppo- do you think it's water under the bridge? Well, supposedly it wasn't beef after the podcast because supposedly The Rock called him. Because mm. remember he said that on the podcast. He was like, uh, Rock called him. And he was like, why are all your fans on Twitter shitting on me? Mm. <laughs> uh, so uh, supposedly they talked and everything is fine. Um, okay. but I mean, even when you think about that, not just The Rock being back, there's a world where CM Punk versus Stone Cold Steve Austin can happen now. Like, that's insane. <laughs> the Rock and Stone Cold and back-to-back WrestleMania main events or WrestleMania 40 is crazy. And you think they're going to give that up to have Roman at, to have The Rock in Australia? Y'all are talking crazy. Yeah, and that, that's what I thought was crazy when I saw people keep saying, oh, WrestleMania doesn't need The Rock. Bro, Austin just main evented WrestleMania two years ago. What are we talking about? Just, do these people hear themselves? WrestleMania doesn't need The Rock? What? <laughs> no, that sounds absurd. And I, I get what you mean because WWE has been selling, trying to sell this for the longest. That the selling point is the brand, but this is still the Rock, man. And the this Rock. Is a, this is a match that they've been chasing for oh, almost three years. There's no way they're going to pass up on this as a chance to do it in WrestleMania in Philly. I, I'm not like. There's this. so many reasons that you could do it just based off the history that they have. But at the edge of it, the biggest celebrity in Hollywood. You think we're not going to put him on our fucking show? Like, what are y'all guys saying? <laughs> It's The Rock. Yeah. Again, I've been following. We talk about this match every year. If they got a chance to do it, they're going to do it. Yeah. 
a guy that's potentially going to be running for president. Come on, you guys, like the biggest celebrity <laughs> in the world. You think we're not going to put him in the main event of WrestleMania 4-0, you guys. Don't forget, 4-0. We need yes. that big – what's the biggest match we can have in in the history of our brand right now that's tangible? This match. Let's put it on our biggest show, not on some really cool show that's going to happen in Australia, but our biggest show over here. Come on. Yeah, I, I think and I, I think that window's closing as well. Um, you got to got to do it right now. You got if you if you have him and he wants to do the match, you got to do it now. It's now or never because you got to take that belt off Roman eventually. Yeah, you could do that match as a non-title match, but these two guys are getting older too. I, you got to do that match as soon as possible. Now, what does the match look like? Does Roman just drag him? Because Rock can't. We've seen as he uh, he's going to tear his whole chest off if he tries to go too crazy. Uh, I think the match will be what it is. It'll be serviceable. Um, but I definitely think Roman is going to go over. I don't see a world where Rock wins that match. Zero percent. There's no way that the Rock wins this match. And if he does, that's the dumbest idea. In oh, the world. that that makes the Cody thing even worse if Rock wins. That's, oh, that's terrible. God, Cody's out. Oh, Cena, Cody and Cena at WrestleMania. Yeah, but that match ain't gonna really. Nah, zero percent. Like I'm just talking about because Cody was like, "Give me a match before you're gone." It, it like yeah, it doesn't maybe. it doesn't yeah. add any stakes at all. Maybe they do a triple threat with Cody, Cena, and Orton to make it a little bit more interesting. I don't know. Like I'm just trying to help Cody out because it's looking grim for the for the bro. Yeah, I, I, the Cena match makes sense for Cody as well. But I think in terms of the match will actually be good. <laughs> I think I would <laughs> rather see the AJ match or the Orton match. And I'm just got going for star power because then you got yeah. The Rock, Cena, and Austin. Like, that's pretty. That sounds great. The match is not going to. Because, like, Cody and Cena, that would be the slowest turtle snail <laughs> match in history. But, but they'll make it work. Yeah, but, I mean, to, to your point about the match itself, I don't think that the match – quality is really important it's it's really just getting Doesn't the moment matter. of getting Shenanigans Roman and Rock in the ring together and just getting all of the fanfare and stuff could you it. imagine the shenanigans yeah. Phil we're gonna see Rikishi we're gonna see like everybody's gonna be outside for this match yeah uh <laughs> yeah interesting stuff man I'm sad for Cody I think is the uh is where I land maybe the match will still happen I don't know well I'm still not convinced just yet that Rock is going to sign on to do the match. It doesn't look good though. <laughs> Does not look good for a guy. It's seen, yeah, I mean, like he's really good at swerving. I'll tell you that, yeah. like, because because he's convinced me that he's not going to do it. Like what what he said, and then I'm like, I don't think he's really going to do this match. But now, like this week, I'm like, damn, this fool's going to do the match. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I think him doing the head of the table reference, and on top of that. Um, Heyman talking about Rock on SmackDown last night as well. Don't look good, man. <laughs> and if you and if you guys are swerving, this is awful to your fan base. You know what I mean? To tease all this and be like, psych. <laughs> That'd be crazy. <laughs> they can't do that also. But I think, uh, yeah, you can't. If you have this match, if you have The Rock for any amount of time, has to be at WrestleMania. Maybe their stipulation, he might be filming a movie at that time and they can only get him for the Australia match. We don't know anything at this point. We're all just speculating, but it would yeah. be wild for them to get that biggest match they could get and put it not on the biggest show that they have. Especially after they've been pursuing this match for so long. Y'all don't like money? That's what I would say if they didn't put it on there. I mean, People don't like money. They're like, let Roman lose the belt on Raw. Like, what do you guys say? 
I mean, they're going to get money regardless. They're going to get the they're going to get that check from Australia if it if it happens in Australia. So yeah, yeah, and the, like I think people are right at a point of like it, we've gotten to a point of WrestleMania doesn't need it doesn't need The Rock as in we don't need any celebrity ghosts. Like we could do Roman and Cody, and it's going to hit. It's going to tell the story they've been telling on here. But like forty, you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, as as usual, don't forget you can send us your super chat. You send us your humper chat via humperchat.com slash fightful. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a bunch of super chats, so let's get into some. Uh Van Twinblaze says, You guys watching the new Percy Jackson show? Leah Jeffries is killing it. The fix, the white boy jumped 150 to 200 yards into Mississippi from the arc viewing platform plot hole. What? Um I don't know what any of that means, sir. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. I was um, like, man, I think Phil knows about this. Like, he's uh, into it. I didn't know what was I, going I on. I have no idea what you're talking about. I have not watched any of the Percy Jackson show. Um, mm-hmm. I might eventually check it out. That's probably it. We haven't seen the show, Van Twinblade. But, of course, always appreciate you for uh, supporting us. Um, yes, boy says becomes president and then makes himself champion. Tanahashi is a funny guy. Tanahashi is a really funny guy. Phil, why is Tanahashi the champion of this promotion? I understand, like Zack Saber Jr. We got to get the championship off him. We got to do this, but like I've seen Tanahashi wrestle. I love him. The the God, one of the best of all time. He don't need to be champion at this point. Going into this match, especially after he uh, became president. I was just like, oh, well, Zach's probably just going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, did not think that uh, <laughs> Tanahashi was going to win. I definitely did not think he was going to win in the fashion that he won. Um, Why? Tanahashi's a funny dude, man. He's so funny. When, I was thinking, when, I'm laughing at 2 a.m. like, why is Tanahashi doing this? When when people at one point before the Hogan allegations and stuff happened, and you just think of like Hogan doing like the the air guitar and like the politicking, and people were like, Tanahashi is basically like Japanese Hulk. I was like, he is. <laughs> he kind of is Japanese Hogan. Oh my God. I can't say that now because, my of course. My mind is blown. We're just talking about in the ring, you guys, like not in any of the backstage. Yeah. We're just talking about like as a wrestler. My mind is like his gear is kind of like him. Like, <laughs> So yeah, when somebody that. pointed it out to me, I was like, he kind of is. Yo. Um, oh, my God. My whole life has changed since you came in. I knew back then. This is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when somebody pointed it out to me, what? I couldn't see it, man. I'm just like, but, man, you know, of course, you know, all oh. shout out and love to our, our president and the ace of, of uh, New Japan Wrestling. <laughs> and our, of course, our new television champion. <laughs> I am blown away. And then to do a Hogan ass move like that is so funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. Tanahashi is goat. That's why he is ace and go ace. Uh, Deontay Soignier says, "Shout out Deontay." Uh, body and big worm while hanging with <laughs> Shay Shay is crazy. <laughs> What's up, big worm? I mean, big worm. That's what you're known for. Why are you smoking a giant cigar, sitting talking to somebody, talking about nobody's anything? Like, why are you? Ain't nobody checking for you like that. Nobody man. checking for you, Faze. Somebody was like, has Faze, anybody in the world ever typed in Faze on Love into YouTube? And I just laughed really hard. I'm like, I don't think so. Nah. Maybe okay. Faze on Love. Nah, he keep, he keep terrorizing us with these bad interviews where he hates on every, other people that are funnier than him. Why does he? 
It's clickbait, but it's like, shut up, Road Dog Jesse James. He another one. No, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta leave us alone, Brian. Leave us alone. I, 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 if there's any chance that you're watching this, I don't know if you watch Fightful YouTube or or wrestling podcast because you're busy doing whatever you do. And and, and shouldn't you a, be busy? Like you're not busy enough for the job that you're doing. Why are yeah. you talking on this podcast? Dropping these terrible sound bites and clickbait uh, things on your podcast. Stop it, man. Leave us alone. The latest, <laughs> leave the latest, me alone, man. The latest one of him saying. Here's the clickbait. Take it. Leave, leave us me. alone, Brian. Leave we me don't alone, want Brian. It, <laughs> Straight up. Leave us uh, alone. <laughs> man, I don't want to wake up and they're like, everybody's like dunking on him. I don't want to, dude. Just stop. You're up there. You're Stay in. Your your man's is the guy. Like, you're living the lifestyle. Lavish up there. Your feet kicked up. All the homeboys are over there. Why are you <laughs> on this podcast trying to say you're better sport? You're not. Also, let's start. Also, if you're listening, you're not. Everything you're saying, you're lying. The only reason that you were over is because everyone was over. Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock were here. You could have brought out Vince McMahon's grandma. She would have been the most over person there. People popped for a hand coming out of an old lady's vagina. Everyone in the world was over Disco Inferno. The NWO was there. Sting was there. You could have brought out Eric Bischoff's dog and it would have been over. Stop talking like you're some great thing. Everyone was over. Anyone that was any Jerry Flynn was over. Roadblock over as fuck. Anybody that went out there was over. Stop trying to talk like this. Just incredible. Over as hell I mean, in don't, WWE. Don't, not too much on Justin. Don't do Justin. I mean, for he, he was an X Factor. Shout out to X Factor. I'm just saying, like, I everyone got everything was that over, I ever wanted, and I'm not giving it back. Nah, <laughs> uh, no, uh, the no. Rock is here. Everyone is over. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, nah, nah, bro. You would, you were the worst guy in your stable. Like, let's cut it out, bro. You were, you were, you were hiding. People know who you are because of people you stood next Come to. Come on, you were standing you next were, to you were not that Shawn guy. Michaels, dude. You stood next to Jared. You stood next to Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Triple H uh, the X Pac, and all these other guys, bro. You're not. No, you're not that guy. Cut it out. Acting real Tito Jackson. It's like Tito be like, no, nah, I was, I was ain't, killing ain't, it out here. Real ain't nobody little. here to see you, Brian. <laughs> ain't nobody here to see you, bro. <laughs> you're here. And we're going to say your words and cheer because Triple H is also here. And China's here, dude. I love China. You're next to China, so you're cool, too. Bro, the guy out of your team that got the singles run that won King of the Ring was Billy. You were not that guy. You were the mouthpiece. (laughs) You know how often in his career they were trying to get his partner away from them because they wanted his... Brian, (laughs) why are you talking? That's what I'm saying. Enough. You talk about the New Age Outlaws, but they spent the whole time trying to get Billy Gunn away from you. Like, why are you? Bro, enough. Enough. Stop terrorizing us, man. Leave us alone. Stop, dude. And, like, even if you do, like, even if, like, forget everything Phil and I just said, you do and you were that over, you don't have to say all this if you were that over. You don't have to continuously tell us how over you were because you were over. Bro, you're doing it. You're doing it the Kenny Smith thing. You keep trying to convince us how great you were. <laughs> you don't have to do this, bro. Stop it. Just enough. You can't compete. Shaq is here, dude. You're not gonna out. That's Shaq. You don't forget. <laughs> I love when he disrespects Shaq. Like that's not Shaq, bro. I know the history has been told and all this, but that's Shaq, dude. He used to tear courts down. They don't tear courts down anymore. No, they're not tearing backboards down no more. Uh, which, which, of course, shout out to Shaq. He's getting his uh, number. Uh, 
retired oh, yeah. by the Orlando Magic. Uh, oh, shout out my God. See, you guys don't understand in this day that when that Orlando Shaq, I remember having the Shaq jersey. When Shaq was, when Blue Chips came out, or was that the movie with him and Nick Nolte? Yeah. Like, he was rapping, Kazam. Like, Shaq was the guy. He was the guy, I'm, man. No, he was Standing next to Penny. I was a big Penny fan. Oh, my God. I was a huge Penny fan. Lil Penny. Come on, man. Times are different, you guys. The game was different. But, yeah, Shaq. Uh, our friend Tracy says, afternoon, boys. Happy New Year. Y'all doing well? I'm, at, I'm in the house today. It's snowing and cold in Chicago. Hi, Reggie. Hello, Tracy. Happy New Year. Love you, my friend. Hope everything is well. It's snowing in Chicago, Philip. It is snowing. They, wow. they are saying there's going to be a big snowstorm. Hasn't snowed Ooh. that bad just yet, but supposedly there's a big it's snowstorm coming. coming. Ooh, how are you preparing for that? How do how do you prepare for that? I don't even I don't know zero percent. Like I've been in snow. Like I went snowboarding like three times. It snowed in Bakersfield one time in 1999, and that's all that people at Bakersfield ever talk about. Like remember that one day in 1999 when the snow randomly happened? So I know zero percent about it. You, you did your uh, Johnny tsunami. You went out there and uh, did some snowboard. Oh, not out there, but I went to a place that had snow. And yes, <laughs> shout out Johnny tsunami. Classic Disney Channel movie. If you, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Johnny Tsunami. Rest in peace to the big homie as well, Jet Come Jackson. On. Man, put Jet Jackson on on Disney Plus. Yeah, <laughs> man. What are y'all doing? You know why you want to watch? Why Jet is famous Jackson, Jet Jackson bro? not on 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 Disney Plus? I don't want to go on a tangent. Uh, but yeah, just uh, it's been fine so far. Basically, just staying in, uh, making yeah. sure you go and uh, buy things from the store that you need ahead of time, so you don't need to go out. I don't like I just don't understand the process of being trapped. <laughs> They're like, no, get prepared because you can't leave. I'm like, what, dude? I mean, you can't leave. It's just going to be annoying to travel in the snow. Right. That's crazy. What a crazy life. Uh, shout out to all my people in Chicago. Shout out to Tracy. Shout out to Phil. Shout out to everybody out there. Hope y'all are safe. It's supposed to be raining today. I don't even want to. Uh, it doesn't compare. I'm sorry, you guys. Uh, Bragov says, <laughs> happy Grabster Day. Waiting for Reg tweet after Mania about wrestling is all about disappointment. Very curious days leading up to Mania. Look, it's coming, you guys. Like, just be prepared. That scar from uh, <laughs> scar from <laughs> Lion King said. <laughs> Yo, be prepared is all I'm be saying. Prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Scar was a villain, man. I'm terrible. Man with beard says, <laughs> "Man with beard." That's funny. Uh, Australia might be playing the field, paying the field to send the rock, paying the Fed to send the rock. Maybe. Um, I, don't but, know. I don't know if I buy it, but we'll see. This is the rock. This I don't think this is about money. It was always about money, but I just think well, that, yeah, but like I still just I, my big takeaway is still this is a WrestleMania match, man. Like I just that's all I'm saying. Like I'm sure Australia's probably like we have all the money in the world, so please send the rock. But like we have WrestleMania 40, we can't send the rock, you guys. Yeah. What? Uh, Stephen Markukuli says I can never get your last name right. Please send like a broken down thing because i can't spell it pronunciation i can't pronounce anything uh roman versus rock night one roman versus cody night two see this double how do you feel about uh, this uh right, one listen, night man. thing double this, double up. this guy has told you he's not wrestling twice a month <laughs> and you think this guy's gonna wrestle twice in a weekend bro wrestled like six not, times last year I, I do not see this man wrestling back-to-back nights buddy uh and like no i don't like it i, I don't buy it 
Uh, Van Twinblade also says Dwayne loses to Roman at Elimination Chamber. He hosts Mania. Nukes Roman from orbit after Cody beats Roman. Rematch in Saudi. Nah. Mm-mm. I don't see it. Mm-mm. You can't you have to do the match at WrestleMania, you guys. That's it. Yeah, uh, Shucky, maybe maybe it will happen to Australia. I just don't buy it. Right. Uh Shucky Ducky Quack Quack says uh Karang Kang what is it? Kangaroody? Kangaroo Kangaroody Poo Candy Ass. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, kangaroo. Yo, y'all are getting me crazy today. <laughs> kangaroo. He's gonna do the kangaroo kick like uh, Max. That's really funny. Y'all are silly as hell. Uh, Tony P says the long term aftermath of Roman Cody finish is worse than what came after WrestleMania 17 with Austin joining McMahon. Uh, it's it's close. Mm, we're, it depends on it, how it is after WrestleMania 40. Like, cause this. Could all be speculation? Like Cody could finish the story. Um, yeah, I, I I still think that you at least got some good things out of Cody since WrestleMania. Like the Brock feud ended up working out because he did get endorsed by Brock. That's a pretty big deal. Um, at least one of those matches was good. Uh, the, I think the stuff they're doing with him and Shinsuke is good. They've done good things with Cody, but it's been a lot of filler. And it it does it just doesn't have to be WrestleMania forty. That doesn't have to be when he finishes the story. He could still finish the story at SummerSlam. Yeah, that's it. Because Roman's not losing the belt to The Rock. I I would imagine he's not, but we don't. I hope not. That'd be so dumb. When he won it in 2013, I was like, "Why does The Rock have this championship? This is so dumb." I yeah, I thought it's The Rock. He doesn't need that belt. What? Yeah, that was stupid. And like, I know he's not going to be here on a consistent weekly basis. Why are you guys showing me this? I just didn't understand it. So don't do it again. Uh, Deontay Soignier says Cody finally gets Starcade PLE and beats Roman. Oh man, it's I was trying to do something crazy for Cody. I just should think he should win at WrestleMania, man. Uh, our friend Aaron Busby chimes in to say, "I know it's just business, but if they push Cody to the side for Dwayne at WrestleMania, it'll be some BS and further proves they should have given him the gosh darn belts last year." Cuss words, cuss words, cuss words. Shout out to Busby. Um. Yeah, I agree. I think, I, but I've said many times, I think that Cody should have won. I think that the Roman title reign has uh, been boring for quite some time now. So long. Um, but, yeah. Uh, Busby also says, also, don't be surprised if there's a Daniel Bryan-like backlash from Cody fans if he isn't main eventing. Yeah, I'm low-key mad. Do you think there's a world where Cody fans could revolt? Um, no, because it's The Rock. and It's, it's The Rock. It's The Rock, and this isn't the same fans. I think, um, like, Very a few important. years ago, um, yes. But I think the fan base has changed. The fan base is on board with most of the things that WWE wants to do because, you know, they're a fan of the brand. They're a fan of getting nostalgia pops. They're a fan of the moments. And so Very I think important. that there is a sect of the fans that will not like it, but I think the majority of them will be fine with it. Like, even my brain now, when I just said, well, fans revolt, they don't revolt anymore. That's no. not like that it's anymore. That's not, not the same crowd that goes to WWE shows anymore. Mm-hmm. That crowd is somewhere else. Yep. And WWE has 10,000 people in there that are trying to get off. You still got a chance, so. No, and the, the casual fans will be here for Cody, for, I mean, Roman versus Rock, so. It's I think Rock. that they, they won't care, man. They won't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will Chisholm says that Julia report is like you heard your girl is cheating on you, and a week later she say I want to go on a break. <laughs> yeah, uh, man, watching her uh, 
watching her uh, say that uh, Donna Del Monte is no more, it was just like, man, she's really leaving. It's just like I remember her. I remember what a big deal it was when she came to start it from Ice Ribbon. Um, I was covering the whole thing uh, for Bell to Bells. Um, and just covering just like everything with Julia. Julia was like the biggest signing for stardom that year. And just the run that she's been on, it's just wild to think about her not being there. But I, I, I knew it was only a matter of time before she ended up in the U.S. And yeah, the reports are kind of saying that, you know, she wants to get a, uh, she wants to learn more English and she wants to really like uh, make a go at it. So I'm not really shocked. Good for her. I'm sure she's getting a very big bag over there in the next team. We'll get into it a little bit more, too. Uh, Tony P says, uh, why stupid people coming for Matt Mox for doing the entrance he wanted to do? And why? And what was different from the gas mask bit that knowing it was the disingenuous stuff? Uh, yeah, I, I think that was WWE fans being stupid. Yeah. Well, I, I shouldn't say WWE fans. I shouldn't generalize. I think no. that a sect of WWE fans were being stupid. Um, it was very clearly that, clear that he was doing a cosplay. I don't know why people. And that was another one of those things that blew my mind when I saw it. I was like, he is very much Jason Todd. Like when you look at it, like he's he's with three other guys that were technically. Well, quite a, if you're looking at three guys that were Robins, the other two guys have black hair. Mm-hmm. He's the one that has it's redhead. He's the one that had to go away and be a villain and all these other things. He's Jason Todd. When they when they put that clip of him talking to uh, Shingo in the background um, of uh, Dragon Gate and Dra- and Shingo slapped him. I was like, he's really Jason Todd. Like mm-hmm. I've not seen this this entire time. His entire character arc is Jason Todd. Yeah, shout out to Mox. I thought that entrance was really dope. Um, yeah. Shame Monster says salute to Captain Dean. For Kennedy Hardcastle on Rampage last night, and Statlander simping Stoke is a new perfect thing. Thicker than a Snickers. You know, uh, all of that was very, very funny. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I keep saying it, man. Put Stokely on TV as much as possible, man. This guy is hilarious. It seems like this is more, this is leading to something. Let's continue it. Uh, Jonathan Contreras says, what if you do Cody versus Priest for the briefcase and Cody cashes in after the Roman Rock match? Uh, I don't know. I think that would suck for Priest. Um, I, I don't know, man. I, I Priest is casting in on um, Cody anyway. So I mean, on Rollins anyway. So it doesn't. I don't. Yeah, really think. I don't know. I I think they do have to figure out what they're doing with that briefcase soon, though. Like the the continuous fake outs, they're not doing it. Mm, I don't want it. Uh, Rate says. But the fact that Dwayne is in the main event of WrestleMania and I'm not makes me sick. That is, of course, the CM Punk quote from the uh, podcast. Um, again, it just still makes it, it's still funny, man. It's still mm-hmm. funny that Punk is back there, and all this, all after all this time, nothing has changed. <laughs> nothing will ever change. Some things say it's 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 ironic, honestly. It's fitting. That's all of our super chats for now. Appreciate y'all. Uh, let's check in. The Rock. I did not think we were going to be coming onto this pod this week talking about The Rock. But I'm not surprised. Hey, man, life comes at you fast, man. <laughs> life comes at you real fast, man. Uh, waiting for our Humper Chats to pop up. Again, you can send us your Humper Chats at humperchat.com slash Fightful. Uh, Before we get off of uh, Roman, how do you feel about this match that they booked for Royal Rumble? I think what it makes it? a lot of sense. 
Yeah. Uh, I think it makes a lot of sense. And I think uh I thought at first it was gonna be a one on one match, but I like mm-hmm. it. I, I like the idea of doing it the the fatal four way. Um I think it makes it more believable that Roman can lose. I still don't yes. think he's going to. No. But I still think it it's more believable at this point that somebody else can get pinned and he could lose without having to get pinned. Is I don't there, think that that's what they should do. Is there any shout out to the homeboy Will Washington? Any percentage in the world that you think someone could pin someone else and leave with this championship? No, I still no. think Roman's going to win, <laughs> uh, but I do think it adds some intrigue to the match. Yeah, I think it does too. Uh, shout out to all the guys in it. I think everybody's looking really strong going into this match. Uh, let's see. And not strong like AJ and uh, Randy. Uh, <laughs> JK, I'm going to save your Humper chat, and I'm going to come back to it when we talk about uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Got from Tony P. He says, uh, so we're all in agreement that Cat won in this week, right? Uh, I mean, uh, a dress clause, a damn dress clause. Um, even Unc wasn't safe told him you have an unnatural alliance with losers it's not like you uh yeah there were several parts here where he threw a few uh he's few a few jabs at, at at uh shannon i don't think he realized were jabs um i definitely laughed when he was talking about steve and he was like man this country bumpkin i'm like you're yeah to a country bumpkin. <laughs> like you're saying that to, do you know who you're saying this to that's shannon sharp <laughs> Yeah, uh, but yeah, very, very, very funny interview. Like a, a part of Shannon's char- charm is he's a country bumpkin and he brings it out on places he sh- shouldn't. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's why the that's why the Steve interview went as well as it did because they could connect on that level. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Delo Diggs, he says, "Man, man, I can't watch the Kings of Comedy the same no more." Cat Williams let let out a full year of anger. Also, also the man. The New Japan fans made me love Wrestle Kingdom a lot. Only six days in the year. Wrestling is cooking. Also, Stoke was a fool with his Chris intro. Uh, absolutely. Um, yeah. Every year, Wrestle Kingdom, just it's hard for me to not get excited every year for Wrestle Kingdom. I think mm-hmm. it's the best event of the year. It's just fe- special. Even if it's not a great um, card, it's just it's certain energy from seeing wrestling in the dome, Something just the way it. that New Japan presents wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's my favorite event of the year. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom. See, uh, Tony P says uh, Raw had some great matches. My only issue is that it's still three hours long with a lot of filler in it, which is why I like SmackDown more. I felt, uh, but uh, I felt Monet wasn't coming this week. If AEW got her, Daily Place is their MSG. Makes the most sense. Uh, yeah, I smack. Uh, Raw is just too long, man. Um, I even when I enjoy Raw, <laughs> I a lot of times sitting there like this is. It's so long. This is too long. Three hours is just too long. Uh, a Sometimes lot of times I'll check out the like late the the California feed that starts at eight, and yeah. by like nine forty five, I'm like, there's an hour more of this. What are y'all doing? <laughs> yeah, that's why a lot of times I end up watching. Uh, uh, the Hulu um, version because it's it's mm-hmm. condensed and so I can just get all of the beats that I want out of it and if there's something I missed I could just go and find it and, re- and watch it uh, right. but three hours of wrestling sometimes is just too long it's a lot uh, it, it's and it's I mean I, it's not too long but what it is is it's too long for weekly wrestling because yeah. you have so much filler in that three hours mm-hmm. uh, 
from Nelson Muntz, uh, probably all the same names from a decade ago that will be a part of the main event at this year's Mania, except for Cody, Roman, CM Punk, Orton, Cena, The Rock, Rollins, and Brock. Uh, be sure Paul Levesque is a booker, book great booker in WWE. Ha ha. I mean, the one person you're wrong about that is CM Punk because he never got a WrestleMania main event. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it, it is interesting to think about that this is 2023 and we're talking about a lot of the same names being in the main event picture. Uh, I don't know how to feel about that. Uh, it's interesting. It's, it's uh, definitely interesting. It it's the, with- it's the good. I mean, it's like the rock and stone cold. So it's like the good parts about it, but it's still like, we're still doing this. The legend comes, he didn't work all year and he gets the main event match. It's like still, we're still in the same place. Yeah, I was happy that that Owens got a moment like that. The fact that Kevin Owens has, has main evented two years in a row is cool. Oh, my guy. But, uh, yeah. And uh, he still he has, like, the still has the PWG remix thing on his tights. I saw him like, man, I love this guy. He's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Never let anybody lie to you about Kevin Owens. Never. Uh, from Wong, he says, uh, "Good egg, Rapsy fellas. Uh, strange start to de- to Wrestle Kingdom, but the show really picked up with the Tamatanga Shingo match and the crowd reaction to Osprey and Naito were nuts. Uh, the New Year's Dash set up some cool stuff going forward. Uh, Zack Saber Jr., Danielson, let's go. Uh, Phil, what the hell's going on with Tamatanga? Why is he? They yeah. gave him the belt, and he said, as I was walking to the back, I I figured out I was leaving. I was like, that's a crazy thing to say." <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, let's, let's get into Wrestle Kingdom and we can just hit all of those topics at once, um, without having to like go back and re, you know, re-talk about things. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I agree with Wonga. It did start kind of strange. Um, yeah. it started, we, of course we got the, uh, the, the rumble style match for the, uh, King of Pro Wrestling. Of course, you know, you're going to get the Yano shenanigans like we mm-hmm. do every year. Great Okan was involved. All kind of the same people were involved. Um, and then you got the finals coming out of that match. Um, but uh, that's that's usually on the pre-show. Um, I did feel like, again, watching this, that this there was a spot that you could have put a women's match on this card. Oh, yeah. And it kind of sucked that we didn't get anybody from stardom here. Mayu uh, mm-hmm. Watani was on... Uh, commentary at one point started mm-hmm. had the show right before Russell she was there and she she was there doing commentary so it's like why didn't you just do an IWGP women's match on this card I just didn't really understand that but mm. here's what it is uh we opened with uh the tag team title match for the IWG IWGP junior heavyweight title match um we got a uh, catch 22 taking on Bullet Club War Dogs. Uh, TJP came out uh, dressed <laughs> up like a vampire from. Uh, <laughs> uh, I forgot the 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 name of it, but it's like a Filipino uh, folklore that he was dressed up of, which mm-hmm. is basically like a vampire or a shapeshifter. Uh, it was a very odd way to start the show with mm-hmm. that match. It, it was a good. It was a fine match. It was very passable for me, but um, I kind of felt like. Uh, Drilla and Clark were gonna retain. Clark yeah. still got that fire theme song. Every time I hear it, I'm like, "This is, mm-hmm. this is fire." Um, I saw somebody. That's what it is. It's an Oswang. That's what mm. it's Oswang. I think I pronounced Oswank. that right. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, Catch Twenty Two uh, won here. Of course, they were the 
uh, winner of the junior tag league this year. They mm-hmm. went on to Wrestle Kingdom to win the junior heavyweight tag titles. Uh, then we got the aforementioned match, Roshi Tanahashi taking on Zack Sabre Jr. for the television title. Um, it was a fun sprint, but yeah. to close the match the way that it did was like kind of an abrupt surprise pin. <laughs> and I was like, Zack Sabre Jr. has had this phenomenal <laughs> title run. And that's how you end his title run with having him take like this quick pin after like an eight minute match. I was Come like, on. Uh, but it's it's the president, so That's even worse. I th- <laughs> yeah, uh I Why yeah, did that, he do this? Zack Sabre I, Jr., like you said, has had this tremendous run. He's been beating guys and I mean like the, the story of it's not the craziest because the story of that title is the short matches. Yeah, all of this time time TV, limit draw, time, time limit matches. And but I, it's like all of that after this, just to a little sprint, and then he loses to the president of the company. Is like, mm-hmm. all right, it's maybe time for him to lose it. I've seen a lot of people saying it, yeah, but not. I don't think this way. I, this way was a weird <laughs> way to get the title off of Zach. But you know, Tanahashi is your new television champion. Um, we got the Matt Riddle tease the next day at New Year Dash. Um, Matt Riddle will be coming in to take part and it looks like into some new japan strong matches and he will be ta- challenging tanahashi eventually um, we're not sure where but of course that uh sparked a lot of people being upset with new japan for bringing in matt because matt has some allegations attached to his name and then of course the controversial way that he left wwe um yeah wasn't uh wasn't the most uh wasn't the most fun uh, headline to talk about. Out of yeah, I hate anytime something. I hate just like a little black eye on what otherwise was a great yeah show. It's like everything's going great, but then everybody's talking. Of, the timelines all talking about Matt Riddle, and it's like, man, I wish they just didn't show this full, so we wouldn't be talking yeah, about. Yeah, I wish. Like, what the hell's yeah. going on here? I, I I never felt like he was done with wrestling. I knew somebody was going to work with him. He of course uh, showed up in the MLWTs as well. I knew he wasn't going to be completely done with wrestling, but what are you going to do? It's like, uh, we shouldn't be surprised that there's no, still terrible people in wrestling. Ab- ab- absolutely wrestling. not surprised at all. Uh, we got a uh, Yu Yamura taking on Yoda Suji. I continue to say Suji is hot, man. This guy is going to have a strong 2024. And as such, I was very much surprised that Yu Yu t- uh, pinned him here and pulled up, pulled an upset. Uh, yeah. I thought it was a fun match, but I did not expect Yamura to win this match. Um, yeah, pretty surprising. But I think it just kind of shows the uh, the future of what they have. They got two really strong wrestlers going into the future, like who you think is going to be the guy. They're like, no, we got a couple of guys that are going to be the guy. I think it's really strong showing for what's going to go on here in 2024. Yeah, I, and I think it's fine. I think that uh, Suji will be fine. He's got yeah. he's got the fans behind him. Uh, Yuya needed to win more. Yep. Um, so I, I was fine with it, but I was very much stunned when it happened. Like, wait mm-hmm. a minute. Uh, stunned in a good way, not like the Tanahashi thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, it does fit with Wanga said that the start of this match was very strange. Start of the show was very strange. That, yeah, three matches in a row where I was just like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I said on uh, Twitter that every year I eat Flaming Hots during uh, <laughs> Russell Kingdom because the first ever Russell Kingdom I, I watched, I, I had Flaming Hots. And so it's become like this yearly <laughs> tradition. And I'm old, so I only eat, eat Flaming Hots like once a year. So, because I figured this out last year when I was doing it, I was like, boy, my stomach hurts, man. I cannot eat Flaming Hots and this terrible junk food like I used to. Um, mm-hmm. But I was sitting there and I was like, I like literally put the bag down and everything. I'm like, wait a minute. 
what? <laughs> he said I put the hold bag on. down. <laughs> hold on. Um, but yeah, this was a this was a very fun match, man. Um, Suji's got a strong future ahead of him. Uh, future we, IWGP World Champ is crazy. Uh, yeah, we got the House of Tor- Torture match, which <sighs> Evil and Renderi to take on took on Shota Umino and Kaido Kiyomiya um, in a tag team match. After this, wasn't a very long match. Um, Shota lost here after Shota had a very cool entrance, came out on a motorcycle. Um, but then he proceeded to lose to Ren Narita when mm. he hit him with the push-up bar. <sighs> this was very much not for me. Uh, but I guess this is the way to keep the Ren and Shota feud going. But <sighs> I just, I did not enjoy this at all. The uh, most fitting name of all time, Phil, I swear. House of Torture. Every time I'm like, that name just works every time because it's always torture. Yeah, I, I like <laughs> what they're doing with Ren and Shota. I think they have a very good um feud that could go for years you can see you can see that they believe in shoda you can see shoda being a guy going forward and ren being a foil for him moving forward is cool i just i just wish he wasn't in the stable <laughs> um but to wanga's point the show very much picked up when we got tamatanga versus shinko takagi for the never open weight championship uh I, coming into this match, I was like, ah, oh, it's probably going to be okay. Boy, mm-hmm. this match up to this point was the best match so far. Big These boys. guys went at it. Uh, Shingo is Shingo. He's one of the best in the world, so I knew he was going to bring it. But uh, if this was if this was Tamatanga's last match in the Dome for the foreseeable future, um, he brought it. He brought it in his last performance. Uh, I think this was one of his best matches in a long time. Yeah. Uh, that uh, the splash he did off the top rope, just some of the counters he got in this match, really, really good match from start to finish. In this climate, this is gonna sound really crazy to say. I think Shingo might be the most underrated pro wrestler in the world, whole world, just because he is like he could be the best wrestler in the whole world. Like he's had the matches we've seen it, but like the field is so crazy, and he's in a company with Okada and Will Ospreay and all these guys that people don't see what they should see in Shingo. But a match like this, it's like, don't get Shingo fucked up. He can rock the world. And uh, we're a little bit forward the next day, they announced that John Moxley and Shingo are going to wrestle in San Jose next week. So, yeah. Um, uh, that was, of course, the two talking points coming out of this Man. match. Uh, Tamatanga won here, which surprised a lot of people because we got the news afterwards that Tamatanga only has a month <laughs> left on his contract and he's planning to leave New Japan before the end of the year. Um, so he lost his match here. Um, I was very confused by that. I feel uh, like we had the same thing last year. Like, is Tamatanga going to leave? And they were like, maybe. And then they gave him the belt and they were like, wait, what? Like, didn't it, this feels like deja vu for some reason? Yeah, I was very much confused by this. Um, they set up Evil versus Tamatanga on New Year Dash. So I'm assuming Evil's probably going to be the guy that takes the never open weight title off of him. Yeah. Um, Evil chopped off uh, some of uh, Tamatanga's hair in the. In the and the ending of this match as well. But yeah, very good match. Tamatanga yeah. wins here. Shingo's going to go on and have a fire match with uh, Mox at uh, Battle of the Valley next week. Mm. Um, then we got the uh, winner take all match for the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championship and a strong open weight tag team. Uh, you got the GOD team of El Fantasma and Hikaleo taking on Bishaman. Bishaman is one of the most underrated tag teams in the world, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they just they don't they don't come out and do anything crazy flashy, but they always right. find a way to have like um, interesting matches that keep you invested. Um, I was very impressed with Hikaleo in this match. Um, yeah. I thought that he came out of this looking very strong for a big man. I thought uh, LP is one of those guys that's always going to do cool things, and he's thriving as a baby face. I think since the G1, he's got that crowd on his side. He's had a lot of good character moments since then. Um, this felt like the no-brainer for me. I f- pretty much figured going into this, the G.O.D. was going to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I was, I was more impressed with this match than I, I expected to be. Yeah, Hikaleo has been such a big improvement, I think, over these last couple of years. Like, initially, I was like, okay, this is just a big guy that's big. He does a choke slam. That's cool. But I think, you know, just kind of being thrown into the fire of all the New Japan stuff, I think that he's improved tremendously. And pairing him with LP, I think, is such a great thing. LP, I think, this year is um, going to be an interesting prospect because he announced that uh, his contract is up or there's some things coming up soon or something going on here and potentially he could be doing some things. I think that he is another super underrated talent in, yeah. in New Japan. Like that's what's great about uh Wrestle Kingdom and the Dome is like after so much news and reports and everything comes out after it because people are like waiting to tell after you know the big event. So it's such a good week, a good fun week of wrestling. Yeah, uh, LP is one of my favorite wrestlers at the moment. Mm-hmm. He's got a ton of charisma. Very, very funny guy. Yeah. Um, I think uh, the, just the year of him doing that socks gimmick where he's coming out with the socks, him doing the, the loaded boot thing for a while. Uh, I very much wanted him to be leader of Bullet Club at one point. I thought he was going to take over when Jay White left. Yeah. But uh serves me right because leaving has been great for him because – He's just got too much charisma to be a heel. Um, you mm-hmm. just want to cheer the guy. I think making him a babyface was the right move. Right. Um, we got a. Uh, uh, I think the last stretch of the show was flawless. Like, yes. I think like every match delivered. Uh, I knew Hiromo versus uh, Despy was going to deliver because these two guys always deliver when they're paired together. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was different than their other matches. It wasn't like the like high-flying sprint stuff. It was more of like a grounded match. Um, but I, I, my takeaway was that Desperado has learned something from every single one of their matchups. Yeah. And so he came into this um, trying to counter every time he went for the time bomb and uh, going for like the submissions to keep him grounded so he couldn't come out and do the big uh, high-flying moves. Mm-hmm. Really enjoyed this match. Yeah, I think that coming into this, I kind of expected... You know, you would usually expect this match in the Wrestle Kingdom show to be the they because there's usually like a multi-man match or something when it's the IWGP junior heavyweight championship. So you kind of expect the spot food, the crazy stuff. And it wasn't really that. It was more, like you said, a grounded match. But I think, yeah, Desperado, uh, I love the the contrast of all of his matches. And sometimes you'll get like the high flying, sometimes you'll get deathmatch, sometimes you'll get this grounded submission-based game. Um, I think the the positions that they put him in has shown that he could really swim in these positions. And I thought some people were complaining about this match online because they were like, we've seen these people together collectively have these really amazing matches. And this wasn't that. I just think it was just different. And they wanted to present something because they knew what was coming soon in the card, you know? Yeah, I think it was time to take the belt off Hiromu. I I really felt, wish it would have been Leo that beat him. Um I really wish that they would have some fresh matchups for Hiromu by now. But I mm-hmm. think this match delivered for what it was. Um, 
I wasn't the most excited coming into the to card for this match, but it's Wrestle Kingdom. Seeing yeah. Dusty come out with the black and red gear, the cornrows and everything. Uh, Rome was going to come out with an even crazier jacket every year um, mm-hmm. and ring gear, and he did not disappoint. He had a great entrance. Um, yeah, I just can't say enough about how much I enjoy watching these two guys wrestle, and right. this was a fun match. Uh, up to this point, before we got blown out of the out of the water with one of the best matches ever, um, I thought that the IWGP Global Heavyweight title match was the yes. best match up to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, these three guys killed it. Um, Will Ospreay came out and got a great reception in his last Tokyo Dome appearance um, for the foreseeable future. Came out and did the Assassin's Creed entrance. I thought mm-hmm. all of that was cool. Then when he came out and he got down to the... Uh, Got on the turnbuckle and did the, the usual Osprey uh, chant, and the crowd was cheering it. Just magical stuff, man. Fire. Uh, really, really cool to see him get that appreciation because we've had him see, we've seen him do so many cool things, seen him have so many great moments and matches in the dome. This was such a fitting farewell to him. I figured he wasn't going to win the match, but this mm-hmm. was just such a great moment for him. Yeah, My- I think that uh, that entrance, uh, especially in conjunction with him. This could potentially be one of his last dome matches for a while. He's going to AEW. We all kind of know that. I think having that with the crowd chanting Osprey along with that was so fitting. And I bet you, like, he feels so accomplished of what he did in New Japan. Like, that was like, oh, my God, everything that I did was worth it. It's crazy. Just like a little moment of these Japanese fans showing appreciation to you. was like, so dope, man. Yeah, loved it. Uh, Mox, of course, like we said, came out with the red hood gear on. Mm-hmm. Um, then we had Finlay with the white gear on. Uh, Finlay started this match by proceeding to get his ass whooped by these two <laughs> men uh, for the start of this match. Uh, then we got some. He's been gift as <laughs> on the table with his. <laughs> yeah, uh, with his then, ass out. That shit's so funny, man. Then we got the uh, we got the one on one stuff with Mox and Osprey, which kind of a tie back to their Windy City Riot match. Really, really fire stuff. Okay. Those guys were going at it. We're gonna Mox, be seeing this on TV, Phil. This is crazy. Yeah, Mox is at the top of his game, but Osprey is Osprey. They, they were just going crazy at one point. Um, by the time Finley does get back into this match, he has some good spots as well. Then they proceed to beat him down again. Then we got Bullet Club shenanigans. Um, as you said, Coughlin came out and got thrown through a table. We got him dangling halfway through a table, which has been gifted. Um, <laughs> really, really funny stuff. Uh, we got a uh, Nemeth Brothers appearance during this match, which I did not expect. Uh, I, did, I didn't expect this at all. Nick Nick Nemeth, uh, a.k.a. Dolph Ziggler, came down with Brian, uh, and they were sitting ringside on commentary for this match. Uh, that kind of played into the after the math, math of the match. We got a really good closing c- closing stretch with this. Uh, where I thought all three of these guys looked really good. Really felt like this was one of the best matches of the night. Um, Definitely the um, the result. I'm like, yeah, of course, it's kind of the yeah. what needs to be happening. It's Osprey and Moxley over there. Like, what do you expect to happen? But yeah, I thought triple threat matches are so hard. They're continuously one of the hardest matches to book because. There's the 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 immediate need to do knock one guy out and then two guys just work when they could kind of implement in the strategy of Mox and Osprey kind of just uh, double teaming Finlay I thought was a really good thing and yeah the aftermath of Dolph is here he's challenging for the championship he's fighting I was like I've talked about this before I thought for a long time like Dolph was just 
you know, and cruise control in WWE. Uh, I'm rightfully so. I'm sure they didn't put him in the best position, but I'm sure he's just making money doing this thing. I'm like, if he gets pres- the opportunity to leave here, I think him being in New Japan would be super interesting. And here he is, Wrestle Kingdom with his brother, of course, uh, uh, there along his side. I tweeted, I said, every time I, I can't think of seeing them together. They're about to leave. Dolph Ziggler puts on his leather jacket. He gets his coffee. He's about to leave the house. And he just hears, don't forget to take your brother. And he's like, no, mom, I don't <laughs> want to take my brother. I can't like, mom, we're going to, like, he's young. He's little. We're going to the mall. I can't take it. You better take your brother. You better put him on a jacket. That's what it felt like. <laughs> uh, my yeah. brother has to come too, you guys. Yeah, I, I definitely laughed at the New Japan account. Uh, put in the clip up and tagging Dolph and did not tag Lion <laughs> at all. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, as you said, uh, Finlay ended up winning here, ended up stealing the win. Uh, and afterwards, he got uh, he got in Dolph's face on the way out. And that seems to be leading toward them um, having a one-on-one match at some point. Dolph jumped him um, in the press conference and he proceeded to challenge him for the IWGP global heavyweight champion. Really, really pretty belt as well. I, I thought, yeah, I, I thought coming into this, like, uh, what are they going to do with this? They have so many belts, but really pretty looking belt. Can't go wrong with a white strap. Uh, the white straps on the new heavyweight, uh, tag titles is cool as well. Well, I'm sorry, the junior tag title matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Can't go wrong with a white strap. Uh, but yeah. was not on my bingo card. Uh, Dolph Ziggler going to Japan, uh, but yeah, and Dolph's going to be on the card uh, next week as well for Battle of the Valley. He's got a mystery tag partner and a tag team match. Um, don't know what to make of that, but uh, I'm interested. Wrestling is cool right now. It just feels like anything can happen. Anybody can just yes. show up at some place. Uh, and that's I think that's, that's really, really cool for the fans. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I don't think that this is an exaggeration in any way. But Brian Danielson versus Okada is, was the best match, the, probably one of the best matches I've seen ever. Like this was amazing. This is everything I wanted the Forbidden Door to match to be, and more. This was Brian getting to wrestle in the dome. Just the magic of seeing him in the dome, seeing how excited he was about being in the dome. Uh, Akata coming out and having that amazing entrance with the color changing jacket. He's on his Beyonce revolution joint um <laughs> this was uh man i can't say enough great things about this match this was this was incredible phil you know after aw dynamite and watching darby allen and Takeshita tear it down have one of the best tv matches uh of all time at this yes. point like going from that to like okay wrestle kingdoms later tonight Ryan Danielson and Okada are going to wrestle on that. That's probably going to be a really good match. Like, like, it's been built up. The Forbidden Door match was fun. I liked it a lot. Like, it'll probably be good. They get to this match, and, you know, the, the term dream match has been thrown out a lot. It's, it's a regular occurrence now. They announce indie dream matches every week. Everybody's Every match is a dream match. And a lot of times, it, it's not. It's just a, it, just a, just a tagline. This is an actual dream match. The best American wrestler for a lot of years against the best Japanese wrestler for a lot of years in Okada's. This is his bread and butter. He built his legacy in this dome mm-hmm. on this night. 
being the best wrestler in the world, all the elements, he comes out, he has a color. I still don't know. Like my eyes are still like, what happened here? Like, like I said, did, did somebody give me 3D glasses to watch it? Like, how did his change on TV? What the hell's going on here? He's out here doing magic in 3D. But regardless <laughs> of that, they get to this fucking match, Phil. And Brian Danielson, like I said, is the most Brian Danielson you've ever seen him. Like, he's like the the happiness is exuding out of him at, from his entrance to everything. He's just smiling. He just can't help himself. It just looks like this guy's really happy to be here. But then when the bell rang and he's like vicious, trying to rip Okada's arm out of his socket, he forced Okada into being a bully. Okada was like, I'm in the dome. I'm at home. I'm cruising. I got this dope ass gear on. You got that busted eye. I'm not going to really like kill you out here. But Brian Danielson was beating this guy's ass, trying to rip his arm out the socket, forced Okada to become bully Okada, that fool that had the red hair for a little bit. Ripped off his eye and just the work that they did. I thought the selling that Okada did in this was this is why this is the best wrestler in the world. Like they should have passed the moniker on of Ace onto Okada. At some point, Tanahashi and Okada should have had one of their matches. And like the winner of this is the Ace because Okada really is the Ace of New Japan. Like when you think of New Japan, the fucking big dog around here is Okada. And the performance that he put on here is why. Brian Danielson was trying to do everything in his arsenal to kill this man. And SP3 brought up a good point. He's like, the first Rainmaker was just Okada trying to get Brian Danielson away from him. Like, he's just yes. like, get away from me, dude. Like, stop. Like, you're a little pest. You won't stop kicking and punching me and grabbing me and putting me in these crazy submissions. I have to kill you. Like, this match was just everything you would hope for in a heavyweight Wrestle Kingdom match, the best versus the best. Um, I thought the ending was correct. I thought everything about this was awesome. Bryant, the the fucking yes chance with the crowd. It's like, this is crazy, man. Like Brian Danielson was retired at one point. Never thought we would get this match. He's always talked man. about working the dome. He's always talked about working Okada. All the elements came together, Phil. And like you said, one of the best matches in history happened. Mad. What? Seriously, one of the best matches I've ever seen. Man, uh, it's just something. Like I said, it's just something special about Wrestle Kingdom, and you know that most years with Wrestle Kingdom, because of his his uh, track record at this point, that Okada's going to give you one of the greatest matches of the week. Easy. And him coming out and hearing the coin drop and getting the big pop, and then him going, no, 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 stop. <laughs> Cutting all the music and everything, getting the UV lights, changing the colors, and then proceeding to walk down a ramp. I don't care how many times I see it every year. Just that that image of him, from behind of him walking down the ramp with the with the Okada bucks raining down on him. Yeah. It just looks like the coolest thing ever. Every time I see it, this guy is just one of the coldest wrestlers in the world. Straight like up. it just it just I it just never gets old to me. And mm. him proceeding to wrestle the guy. He's that I badass, know. man. Bro, Okada is like, dude. Fuck, man. He is awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Proceeding to have one of the a, a match with the guy that I think is the goat, and. Brian, like you said, just being in full Brian form, coming with the stiff strikes, the kicks, coming with the, the crazy psycho knees, the holds, like you said, trying to rip this guy's arm off. There were several spots with the arm where he was targeting his arm, and I was just like, oh, my God, just I don't think your arm is supposed to be bending this way. I don't think way. you do that, no. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just very, very violent. Yo, the counters to get into the finish, it's like... 
what are y'all doing, dude? How are y'all working at this pace and countering each other and getting into these positions? I'm like, this is a master class in professional wrestling. This is like, what's expert level pro wrestling? Right here. Here it is. And Okada's done the, like, before this day, I'm like, if somebody's like, play me a wrestling match, what is pro wrestling? I'm going to play, play Okada and Kenny Omega. Like, this yeah. guy does it. Like, he knows, he knows pro wrestling at the highest level. And just to see it on display all the time like this against Brian Danielson, it's so cool, man. We're Great. so lucky. Great storytelling, like you said. I I, I enjoyed the Forbidden Door match, but it, it felt like it never really got into that second gear that it needed to. Mm-hmm. It was still a good match, but it just still felt like it was it something. Was, it wasn't it wasn't enough and of course then we learned that he he was that brian was hurt he had broken his arm in a match (laughs) and that of course gave to why the match felt like it had such an abrupt ending it felt like there was so much more they could have done with that match but man this match was just such a great sequel it was such a great follow-up to it having brian be upset that he won that match but also he broke his arm in the process and was like, nah, I'm coming back for everything. I'm not just going to beat you. I'm going to break your fucking arm. Mm-hmm. And he was very much true to form this entire match trying to punish this man and trying to <laughs> beat him down and tear away at that arm the entire match. Like you said, Okada's selling was mm-hmm. fantastic throughout the match. The storytelling between him and Brian was fantastic. Selling the eye at several points when he started beating him down in the corner with, with when he ripped the patch off really really good i all you always know that the last maybe 10 or 20 minutes of the okada match is going to be really the best part of the match of the night mm-hmm. and this stuff the counters between them was just amazing uh, everything that okada had to do like i said to fight and claw to get back in control and then he went into kind of that mode that kaido sent him in when kaido kicked mm-hmm. him last year yes and, and he was just like no nah, i just i'm just gonna have to beat this guy yeah, exactly he's like, like wait we're in the tokyo dome and this guy's disrespecting me i think no no i can't just have just a match with this guy this isn't like anything else i'm just gonna have to beat this guy's ass and mm-hmm. just seeing how the shift in in his energy and how he got more and more aggressive in the like match. Like, he felt like he was happy to be there at the beginning. Like, oh, we're in Brian. We're going to have this nice match with yeah. Brian. No, this guy's trying to kill me, man. I need to get out of here. Yeah, you could definitely feel like <laughs> he was still looking at this like, this is a dream exhibition match. This is in the dome. I'm at home. We're just going to have a fun match. And Brian very much came into this match <laughs> like he was trying to get his revenge after that second match. And he was like, oh, no, this is personal at this point. So I got to take it to that energy. (laughs) This guy is really trying to hurt me, I think. (laughs) Yeah, once he took it to that level, you could see that Brian couldn't keep up anymore. That's what it was. When he was in the corner, and you could see he was trying to get the crowd to come with him, and he was doing the yes chant, and he was trying to soak in the moment of not just being excited to wrestle in the dome, but also trying to cling on to, can I beat this guy? This guy is just just a step better than me yeah. and answer is no you cannot because yeah. okada it's okada in the dome nobody it's, beats okada, it's okada at home yeah. it's it's just different okada finished this guy off with rainmaker very very good closing stretch of this match i'm mm-hmm. probably going to end up watching this match again sometime this weekend i yeah, do not think it is an exaggeration to say this is one of the best wrestling matches i've ever seen it's going to go down as an instant classic amazing amazing match uh we got so many cool things coming out of it we got the new year dash of uh okada and brian teaming up with mox and each teaming up yeah we got that super team of them that was really really cool 
Um, we got a lot of really cool things from New Year Dash this year. I think sometimes um, New Year Dash started to feel disappointing mm -hmm. um, because it didn't feel like anything really of note happened. Getting Okada teaming up with Omega last year was cool, and then one getting a one-up of it this year with the team-up we got this year was really cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the, everything about this match was great. Just this seeing, match. Seeing a guy that we thought was never going to wrestle again get to live out his dream of wrestling in Japan and getting that moment of respect from Okada at the end of them bowing each other. I was tearing up for him because I was just so mm -hmm. happy for him. Um, just a really, really good moment. Yeah, I think uh, I keep looking down at my phone because I want to make the declaration on this date. But every time I look at the date, I'm like, what? Because it's January 6th. Every time I'm like, oh, shit, it's January 6th. Like, yo, there's some crazy connotation some things connected to that but i want to make the declaration on january 6 2024 after this year after 2023 and after this match i've been saying this guy's the greatest wrestler of our generation putting quotation marks there's not this wrestler this guy is the greatest wrestler of all time bring anybody that you want when the bell rings nobody in history has been better than brian fucking danielson this guy has so many classics this guy is so good on bet from bell to bell on offense on defense he can get you he got okada sympathy okada's the fucking man the baddest wrestler in the world he don't need no sympathy at this point he got him sympathy in a goddamn tokyo dome match this guy can do anything in the world this match was amazing. This display was amazing. Okada is the ace of the world. He showed you why he is the one of the greatest IWGP champions of all time. This was everything, Phil. I loved it. Yeah, uh, amazing, amazing match. Um, this could have been easily been the end of the show, and I would have been, I would have left out of all of this happy with what we got out of Wrestle Kingdom. Like mm -hmm. I said, we got more on New Year's Dash. We got uh, Brian. Um, and Okada and Ishii and Mox taking on TMDK. And then we got um, Zack Sabre Jr. trash talking my man because he wants his rematch from from, from um, last year. And <laughs> Brian heading out of the ring and telling him, I'm going to tap your motherfucking ass out. The most Listen. glaring thing out of Brian. Okay, amazing match. We all talked about that. The most glaring thing I've got out of this weekend Brian Danielson loves to say the F word. The whole, like, he couldn't wait to get it off when he said that. And then even <laughs> in the promo afterwards, you could just see, like, the little promo smirk. Fire too. The promo was insane. But the little smirk on his face at the end where he's like, how about a Like, it's like, he's just so excited. To, he's like a little kid that's let off the leash. Like, oh, you can cuss now. Our parents are gone. He's just like so excited so enthusiastic like such so good stuff such yeah, good he, stuff man we're back to sick o'brien he can hit you <laughs> as hard as he wants he can get all of his holes in he oh can do some God. bleeding yeah. um he can curse now this is this is incredible man i i loved every second of it him cutting that promo after the big eight man match that promo Man, man, if you were not hyped after watching that promo, man, man, I don't know what to tell you. Very much hyped for the rematch with Zach. Sabre I thought Jr. they were going to announce that for Battle in the Valley, too. I was like, oh, I'm about to cry, but they got me. They got we, me we, we don't know when we're getting that match yet, but. Yeah. Um, uh, Zach Sabre Jr. said come back to Japan, so. I think I think that's interesting. I do think we'll see Brian in Japan again in 2024. It'll mm -hmm. probably be for that match. Um, and that's crazy. If the rematch man. to Okada was like that, imagine what the rematch with Zach Sabre Jr. is going to be for what they did at Wrestle Dream, like 
But yeah, uh, out of that, we're getting Osprey versus Okada at Battle of Valley as well, which is um, nuts. We all, like I said, we are we're getting Shingo versus Mox as well. A um, lot of good matches on that card. We're getting uh, Julia versus Trisha Dora on that card as well. Very good, very good card coming into uh, uh, Battle of Valleys in San Diego. Wow, San Jose. Uh, San Jose, sorry, San Diego. Rocky, send me the link. Somebody send me the Rocky link. I ain't got that minute. Uh, yeah, there's <laughs> uh, one ma- but, match on the show on it. Uh, main event. Um, I thought after coming after an instant classic like that, it would have been easy for the crowd to be tired and for this match to under deliver. No, Naito got, got the <laughs> biggest pop of the night. That crowd mm-hmm. was thunderous for Naito. If you were one of those people that felt like um, Brian and Okada should have got the main event. You were wrong. This was, this was Naito's moment. Naito's been trying to prove this for years. I mean, the thing that made Naito Naito is getting outvoted um, and losing his main event that year. And he went away. Went on this was fitting. Came back, started the LIJ, and just everything after that, um, losing to Okada at Wrestle Kingdom, coming back and beating Okada at Wrestle Kingdom, and getting his moment stolen from him from Kenta. Everything that he's gone through led to this moment, standing across the ring with somebody that he helped to build up in Sonata. Sonata came into this very unpopular with some fans. Yeah. Uh, but I thought this was incredible. Just the reaction, the investment from the crowd in this match, it was it was magical, man. Like it was it was emotional. It was very emotional to watch. Yeah, it felt like uh kind of the perfect fitting ending. I think like it felt more important that it came after that Okada match. Like every yes. like he's had to follow Okada his whole career and having to follow Okada and do that and execute and the crowd the crowd loves Naito so much, man. Like yeah. what a what a build up, what a what a what a journey. Like this is how you build somebody from scratch to being the biggest wrestler in your company and the crowd believes it. And it's all like, that, that's how you execute everything. I'm so happy for Naito. I think coming into this show, we were all so excited about Brian and Okada, but there was a big hitting, a big set of fans that were like, oh no, it's Naito's moment. We're here to see Naito win this championship. So I thought it was like a perfect execution and perfect ending to the show. Yeah. I, I mean, I knew after the G1, I was excited for the run he went on in the G1, seeing him win in the finals and, I was just like, oh, it's his time. Like, yep. it's just the story stuff they're doing with Sonata, it just made too much sense. Um, and just like everything they're doing, him coming down clean as always with the suit game on point with the yeah. tote bag. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> all of that was great. Um, it seemed like Sonata got injured at some point in this match. Um, yeah. It seemed like he was he was favoring his shoulder a little bit or something. I can't confirm, but it seemed like he did. Um, that made the match a little bit sluggish at times, a little bit sloppy. But I thought it added to the tension of the match because you could tell how much Sonata was desperately trying to cling to his spot, and you could just feel it wasn't his moment. But he was trying so hard to prove that it was. Uh, if you're one of those uh, Sonata detractors, I think Sonata did a lot in this match to prove people wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sonata character in LIJ of him being the cold skull guy and the guy that didn't emote him being the guy that dressed great. He was too cool for school. He don't do none of that emoting. And so when you have him in this match emoting story wise and after the match, the way it did, it added so much to it. Um, and for Naito to get his moment with Sonata, it just added so much more. Yeah. Um, I thought the counters in this were 
crazy. Some of those counters, because um, again, Sonata was desperately trying to stay away from the Destino. Uh, he landed this Destino at one point, and he couldn't roll over in time to pin him. Uh, man, that final stretch, man, I was just like, I don't know, man. <laughs> Is he going to lose this match? Don't do this to us, Gato. No, nah, he couldn't. <laughs> Sonata ended up coming out on top. Really good finish. Really good way to cap off Wrestle Kingdom. Um, seeing Sonata get his moment. Gato could not help himself, sent out House of Torture and Evil Nasty. to scare us again. I, I audibly yelled no in my mm-hmm. <laughs> in my house, like, no, don't mm-hmm. do this. Um, but of course that led to Sonata coming out again, baby facing himself and helping Naito get his moment, shooing Evil off, because Evil deserves to get shooed off. Get he out does. of here. Shoe uh, five, but don't bother me. Shoe, shoe, get out of here, Evil. Uh <laughs> Sonata helped him get out of here, and as Sonata was walking out, um, uh, Naito gave him his moment and and, and highlighted because, of course, the the build coming into this match is, is Naito tearing this guy down and going, "You're not this guy. You can't mm-hmm. carry the spot, and I'm going to take it away from you." But after the match, he showed his respect to him again and gave it up to Sonata. And Sonata was overwhelmed, broke down into tears, almost mm-hmm. made me cry too. It was just such an emotional moment because you don't see him in a moat. And right. so it's just really, really cool seeing Naito finally get the roll call in the Tokyo Dome, finishing the story. Amazing way to end the night. Very, very fun show. Started a little bit shaky, but overall, great show. They executed it, I think, how they needed to do. What do you think uh, uh, Naito's title run looks like this time around as, as compared to the first time? I don't think he's going to have a long run. I think I think the story of him going for the title was always better than the run. He's mm-hmm. more of a chaser every time. He is. Um, but I I think this is setting up for him to have um have like a, a solid run because I don't think mm-hmm. his run last time was bad, but it was just during the pandemic. So yeah, it it was kind of tarnished by that. It was like the Drew McIntyre run. <laughs> yeah, he he did have that cool run on the on the baseball field, win on the baseball field against Evil, um, mm-hmm. where he got that cool visual of him doing the. Uh, fist bump on uh, with the fireworks in the background. Um, that used to be my um, <laughs> that used to be my uh, my uh, um, home screen on my phone. Mm. Um, I thought this was uh, I thought this was amazing. Very very emotional night at by the end. Uh, with Brian getting his moment, Naito finally getting his moment. Really good show. Yeah, I'm excited about um, Naito's thing coming into this year hopefully he makes it to forbidden door at least at minimum so we could get because we got to have naito yeah these last couple of years it's like why hasn't naito had a big forbidden door match yeah. this better be the year i i would love to see naito come to america as champion um mm-hmm. for forbidden door that would be cool um but yeah excited for what we're getting out of this we're getting uh battle of the valley that card looks amazing um going back to jk's question i was trying to Hold off on it. Now I can't mm-hmm. find it. Oh, here it is. Uh, JK Schwal asks, for Grapsity, Phil, thoughts on New Japan running? Wind Trust uh, feels like they're going to have some big stuff planned. Oh, yeah. Uh, big very much, Very much excited for that announcement. New Japan is coming back to Chicago for Windy City Riot, and it's going to be in the city. It's not going to be out in the burbs. It's going to be in the city of Chicago. It's going to be at Wind Trust Arena. This is the... Being billed as their biggest New Japan Strong show to date, this is clearly like the, one of their biggest crowds they've done. Very much excited. I think having the show in the city and having it at Wind Trust is a good sign that they have something big planned. Um, I don't know what is planned, but it's New Japan. Y'all know I'm a big New Japan fan. It's in Chicago. I will definitely be there. It's I think right after WrestleMania um, as well. It's the same week. It's that Friday. Mm-hmm. 
I have to uh, retire my favorite term. I'm tired of y'all because next week Okada and Will Ospreay are going to wrestle in San Jose. But uh, I just like to say the Grapsity boys are eating pretty good. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> eating, eating real good. When I saw that and I was like, man, Chicago, Illinois, that's where we're at. <laughs> I, I hit the we're back and somebody was like, how are y'all back? They're always here. And I was like, don't you ever fucking forget it. This is, the, this is the Mecca of pro wrestling. This is where pro wrestling belongs. It will never leave us. This is where it belongs. I will continue to say, bring us a WrestleMania. I want it. <laughs> Y'all pretty far down the list, I think. It's going to take some time. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's good. That's going to be a dope show, though. I'm interested to see what they, like, what could be the main event there? Uh, I don't know. I have to assume there's going to be something big by then with New Japan Strong, lest yeah. I say there might be a certain uh, boss appearance on there. I don't know. Maybe she's on that card. Maybe that means we're going to get somebody else in that card. Maybe Nido's here by then. I don't know. Um, I am excited, though, man. I, when did Osprey say Osprey said he was to March? He'll be gone yes, by then. Right? He'll be gone by then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you yeah, know, at, at that point, he'll be wrestling stateside for AEW. Uh, so, what a we'll, year. We'll get to see him regularly. Dolph Ziggler is going to be in the main event. Like, what is going on here? <laughs> Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> headlining a new japan show sounds absolutely that's absurd. crazy yeah um, we've got Ziggler and okada is gonna be nuts <laughs> <laughs> yeah we got we got some more humper chats we got some more super chats uh but before we get into anything else let's get a word from our sponsor mm-hmm. what's up you guys sean ross app fightful here to tell you about bet online ag the highest credit card acceptance industry-wide, 25-plus year track record, safe and secure online environments, payouts in minutes, the fastest in the industry. You can bet big with their high limits and rebet functionality, the earliest line so odds open before the competition, the industry's best bonuses on every qualifying deposit, and we're talking on everything. Wrestling, they got it. MMA, they got it. Boxing, they got it. But hey, you know what? I know we're fightful. We don't just live for that. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, racing, esports, anything you can think of. Not only that, this is exclusively where Fightful gets our lines from. If you hear us talking about lines on a prediction show or on our our post shows, it is always from BetOnline AG. Please bet responsibly and only bet what you can. BetOnline.ag Uh... Yeah, what a what a great show to talk about. I, Unbelievable. I thought, I thought the entire time coming uh, into this episode how excited I am to talk about Wrestle Kingdom. I'm just like, man, just, what, a, what a great night of wrestling. January, man, like you said, you know, one of the best months of the year for pro wrestling. And Wrestle Kingdom, starting out the year is so fitting at this point because, like, the bar, last year the bar was set. Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay were like, here, top the shit, wrestlers. And now Brian Danielson and Kakusha, Kakushka Okada, can't say names, I can't talk, started the year out at the very top. It's like wrestlers have to compare to that. Like, you're going to try to beat that all year. We're in for an amazing one. Yeah. Uh, let's see, we got a few more Humper chats. Um, from Nelson Muntz, he says, uh, 
Um, biggest news to rock pretending he was eating in and out for the first time ever yet again <laughs> on IG or Paul Levesque announcing that the huge WW announcement was them doing the pay-per-view in Canada. Like we forgot where elimination chamber 23, 2023 took place. Um, yeah, we, we got that news as well that, uh, money in the bank will be in Toronto, Canada this, this year. Uh, good for the Canadians. Uh yeah, good. I, it's it's just good to see more international wrestling shows. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited to see There's those so fans better. see wrestling and just see different crowds get different atmospheres, and of course you, you know seeing the wrestlers get to travel the world and do what they're good at. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, from D'Lo Diggs, he says on the Rock thing. Uh, what confirm? What confirm is it that almost every city WWE will be in will be cities that the uh, oof is going to be in uh y'all think cody's chances of finishing the story is having him beat priest and take the money in the bank briefcase in my opinion i don't want that uh, i i don't think he's gonna win the briefcase i still think if he doesn't finish it at wrestlemania um it's probably gonna happen to SummerSlam. um I don't and know. him cashing in to win the belt would be so bad I yeah i don't i don't want to see a cash in i just want to see him beat him outright at this point I think that would be a terrible way to go back to it with the way that he lost last year to have yeah. him have to cash in to beat him. I I think that's a terrible way to yeah. follow that up. It's um, not how you finish the story. Yeah, no, I'm good on that. Uh, from Tony P, uh, Russell Kingdom was fire. The troll job of losers wearing white was funny. <laughs> Had people happy when a three-way started. Uh, I can say Finley needed this match, and Nick challenging him is good for him. Uh, the ending, <laughs> how much were all of the cussing out, uh, all of us cussing out Gato after Evil hit the ring? Yeah, I was definitely screaming at this guy, Gato! <laughs> he can't get away with this. <laughs> He can't keep getting away. Not again. <laughs> uh, yeah, nah, Gato got to chill out, man. With this Straight game. up. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, uh, from Bizarro Big L, uh, sup, fellas, appreciate your positivity. Uh, too many good things going on in AEW and New Japan to see this uh, much whining online. Uh, Storylines in AEW have vastly improved, and New Japan is cooking with United Empire versus Bullet Club. That was another match coming out of... Uh, New Year Dash that's All right. looking fire. We're going to get the cage match. That's going to be Will Ospreay's final New Japan match. Uh, Bizarro Big L also says, give me Zack Sabre Jr. versus Brian and TMDK versus Blackpool Combat Club. Yes, me too. I want that. Uh, that is all of our Humper Chats for mm-hmm. now. We got a couple super chats. Oh, Ryan Ben 666 says, you have no budget. What is your Wrestle Kingdom dream entrance? Uh, Wrestle Kingdom Dream Entrance. Um, hmm. Uh, depending on the match for Swerve, Swerve in the Dome, I think would be really cool. But Swerve in the Dome coming out to ain't nobody. I pay Shaka all the money. Mm-hmm. Do it up big. Mm-hmm. I think that's the one. I like it. I like it. That's dope. That is the one at this point. Mm. Huh. No budget dream entrance. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to. I've say, seen it. I'm going to say Swerve coming out to Ain't Nobody in the Dome. I That's would, pretty good. I would love to see that. 
My dream entrance was somebody coming out to Griselda, and that's already happened. So, yeah, I mean, I think there's wrestlers you could do the Griselda entrance in the dome with that could that could be cool. I think if I think if Finn ever goes back to the dome and wrestles, I think mm. him coming out with Westside would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Metcalf says, "I think it's a good transition." And our show says, "What's the next steps for AEW's women's division?" Uh, it's looking up because we yep. got a debut, not the debut that people expected, but mm-hmm. a great debut in New Jersey. Um, Diana Rosso is all elite coming yep. right after a very good match. I thought with Mariah May. Oh yeah. Taking on Queen Amanada. Queen Amanada, uh, is I'm telling you, she's one of those ones. I'm glad that to see her more on TV more. I'm glad to see her back wrestling. She had taken a break. Uh, condolences to her as well. She spoke yep. about her father passing away recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought her and Mariah May put on a great match. That was a great debut for Mariah. And then ending it with the Deanna debut, I think that's I think that's a good sign for the division. Um, I think Tony has been great for them. Um, it's cool seeing more and more storylines for the women. It's not like they just show up randomly or just have the one match on the card and then we never see anything from them again. I think the way they've handled the implosion of uh, uh, the outcast has been good. I like what they're doing with um, with uh, Soraya and Ruby, and now Harley's added into the mix. I think that that's cool. Um, I think the Willow and, and Chris Statlander stuff has been working. There's a lot of just a lot of bits and pieces here where the more you see the women, you're more interesting. Anna had a great match as well with Sheeta last night on Rampage. Every time she wrestles Sheeta, she gets better and better. Uh, just a progression we've seen from Sky Blue and her heel turn. A lot to be excited about the women at the moment. Yeah, I think um, starting the year and having that segment of that Mariah May debut with that really good Queen Amanada match, Amanada looks like, like I said yeah. online, she's 10 out of 10 in all categories. Like, she just, there's aura feel and there's like what she has. It's like you see her and you're like, who she is she? It. What are like what? Oh my god! Like when you know Charlie Murphy described Rick James coming in for the first time. That's what it's like. <laughs> Damn, she has like an aura around her. Like she just looks like a superstar. And then when the bell rings, she hits so hard. She has a presence, like yeah. spacing, like everything. Her look again in the ring, like the size compared to other people, and how she works. She is. A huge star. It's kind of the same vibes I got after watching the Julian Megan Bain match. I was like, when Megan Bain comes over here, like she's about to be a fucking That's giant star, dude. Holy shit. That's another part of the women's division this year. Whenever whenever Megan Bain comes back, she's man. Gonna hit hard, man. Yo, she is a big star. But that's kind of the feelings I got after Queen I mean, I'm like, damn, her and Megan Bain, they, they're the feature of this, is all I'm saying. But uh yeah, I think having that match, Mariah may look great too. I think um there's kind of these expectations like she came in and she hasn't had a match. Some people never have seen her in Japan. They know zero about her. All they know is she's this Tony Storm's friend or whatever. I think that match was a great introduction for her. the drop kicks looked insane. I thought that her, she just has her charisma just kind of comes off the screen like she um she's kind of a complete player for them. I th- I don't know if they really know how great of a talent they have kind of with everything surrounded. But I was like, yeah, that was a really great display for Mariah May. But then to immediately be uh, have Deona come out and declare that she's all elite. Deona is an all-star player. I'm talking about a top woman. Like 
put her in the main event tomorrow. Like she is a cornerstone of this division moving forward immediately. Like she changes the trajectory of the whole division that quickly. So that like, if you just see that segment, it's like great hopes for um, the future of this division. And there's an elephant in the room. We all know that's kind of lurking. So like, if these pieces kind of connect together and everything happens, like the AEW di- women's division is going to be crazy. And like you said, Anna Jay has been killing it. Just got the return of our homegirl, Thunder Rosa. Uh, Athena's lurking in the shadow. She could be coming up over here. Stat and Willow are doing great, amazing things. Trish is going to take on Julia. I think it's like, yo, what? Yeah, bro, this is nuts. Yeah, I feel like this is the most that I feel like everything has kind of come together for the women's division mm-hmm. in a long time. Um, I feel like there's a lot to be optimistic about. Yeah. Um, I, I like the way they executed uh, Deanna's debut. Um, they gave her her moment. It didn't feel yep. like, hey, man, we need a debut for this card. Um, they made sure to do it in her hometown. Uh, mm-hmm. The crowd was very much chanting for her. She got a pop. Um and I think immediately having her come in and say, like, no, I want to be champion, not just coming in and debuting, like, nope, I'm not happy to be here. I want that belt. I want to be champion. And mm-hmm. she's been she's been champion all over the world. She had a fantastic uh impact run, career defining impact run, if I say so myself. Mm-hmm. Uh I think she's I think this is a very good signing for her, man. I, I know that certain people expect Mercedes, uh, but I think that this was a huge signing for them. Yeah. Um, I think she's going to do great there. I think it was time for her to move on from Impact. Um, although, like, I, I think she had a really, really good run there. She had done everything there was to do with Impact. And yeah. if you wanted her to get on a bigger stage and uh, be able to wrestle her style of matches and everything, this is kind of the place for her. Yeah, I think there's a, there's a couple of pieces, Phil, like, in wrestling that fill a bigger role than just, like, we got a really good in-ring talent or we got a future or a former champion like Diona's great on the mic. She's incredible on the ring, but what she's going to be able to do, like helping the young women like Julia yeah. and Sky, just like being in the ring with that high class wrestler that hasn't even hit their prime yet is and just going to be able to teach from the inside and from the outside like talents like this are so so important and yeah i love that they gave her her own moment in new jersey like people were there for her they knew who she was she came out she looks like a big star like this is how you have to present these women moving forward you have to tell us off rip this is a big star this is somebody you should know even if the people don't know they need to think that same thing of the people that do know thought this was a great interest for diana and i'm super excited because there's so many places to go. We talked a few weeks ago about like if she would have came in the Ring of Honor, that would have been a great idea. Um, there's like there's two championships over there. There's two championships here in the AEW proper. So it's like there's so many places for her to go. But I think for the division, uh, in a few months we're gonna be like, damn, it's cooking. Hopefully, Jamie Hayter's back. Uh, Britt, like all these people, when they get all their pieces together, it's gonna be inevitable. There's that's been kind of the talk with Mercedes of people being like. Well, do you guys think the the it's going to change over there if Mercedes gets signed? Is it going to be any different for the women? Like, you don't have a choice if you have Mercedes, especially yeah, with you, the bags. You, you have to treat about. it like a big deal. Exactly. You don't. You can't get Mercedes and be like, "Well, she's here and she's in the back." No, Mercedes is here. We everyone has to know about it. Yeah, I think it's a good sign with with Mercedes potentially coming in that they're building up the rest of the division so much. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Because, I mean, even with Deanna coming in, we got that vignette for Deeb on Saturday. Oh, that was fire. And I was like, yeah, man, give us the match now. The, the technical yeah. masterclass we can get out of Deeb versus Deanna, man, that's going to be good. Um, that was fire. I forgot about that Deeb promo. Forgot about Deeb. Deeb is here, too, you guys, like a big money player. We know how great she is in the ring. I'm hoping that she comes in and maybe forms a little female Blackpool Combat Club and we really start cooking because I think that she has this, like they're kind of telling the story of Woman of a Thousand Holes, kind of she's a teacher, she's in this position. I think coming in, she's going to fill a really, really dope role. Like the women's division is about to cook, man. They have to have the opportunity. You have to continue to present them in a good yeah. way and you got to pr- continue not putting them in that death slot. Yeah. I, I, yeah, like I said, I think there are a lot of good signs right now. Um, having a lot of women healthy again is also good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you have more time now. You have <laughs> five hours of wrestling a week. Um, you kind of don't have an excuse. Um, and you've seen that Collision has kind of become like a spot for women. There's more spots for women on Ring of Honor. I think that's good. I think uh, I'm not saying, like, Deanna has to go back to Ring of Honor, but I feel like just with her history in Ring of Honor, I would like to see her do something there eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, just and I just want to see her wrestle Athena. So anyway, we can make that happen. Yeah, yeah. There's happen. just there's a lot of options there. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm very excited for her run in, in AEW. I'm just very excited that she's on TV and we're gonna see her more. Because um, when she showed up, uh, was it like a year ago? Mm-hmm. And she had the match with uh, Roxanne, which. That just seems like just happened. I, like, like what? Thousand years ago. <laughs> um, like, that don't even sound like, right when you said it. I'm like, Roxanne. <laughs> yeah, she had the match with Roxanne for Ring of Honor, and then she had the match on AEW television with uh, Mercedes Martinez. Yep. Uh, yep. It just seems like all of this stuff happened so long ago, but just like even when she had that entrance with the Mercedes match on television, it just felt like, yeah, this is where she belongs. Mm-hmm. No knock to, to impact at all, but. Like, I, we need to see she her fits in front here. of some bigger crowds, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really exciting for, I think, the the future of the vision. Having another high-impact player that you could put in main events right now is what needs to go on. You talked about it a little bit, and it's advertised in our thing. It's been so – it feels like 500 years ago, but, yeah, AEW World's in happened. <laughs> it feels so long ago, Phil. Holy shit. I'm like, that's just a week ago. It was like two <laughs> years ago at this point. It does. Uh, we did have another pay per view in AEW World's End. Very, uh, uh, very, very interesting day. Very awkward night of wrestling. Oh yeah. You had yeah. the you had the Jericho stuff looming over the night, which then souped seeped into the into the show, and I just feel like the show started with such a, a such a dour note. Like you could just tell when the crowd just like. It just felt like it was just something off for most of the night. Um, I thought the the pre-show stuff was fine. The the Willow Statlander match was fine. Uh, we got a, a battle royal that, that was all right. Uh, Kill Switch won that, aka Luchasaurus. Uh, I thought the uh, FTW rules match was fine. It was kind of like a hardcore style match with a uh, hook and, and big Utes. Uh Big Utes considered c- continues to be one of my favorite heels in the company. I love uh, it. But Hook won that match. Um, but, yeah, it started off good. I thought the eight-man match was very good. Um, that was a really fun match with the, the Blackpool Combat Club, uh, Claudio Castagnoli and Brian Danielson teaming up with Mark Briscoe and uh, Dan Garcia taking on Jay Lethal, Brody King, Jay White, and Roosh. Uh, I thought that was a very fun match. Uh, 
uh, I thought Garcia needed a big win like that to see him get the pin was cool. Yep. I love the um, Bola, New Japan style. These are all the guys in the tournament, so let's yeah. have them in a match at the end to kind of showcase who was there. And where we are at the end of this tournament, I think having Dan Garcia get the pin shows exactly like people talking about wins and losses and, oh, Daniel Garcia is a loser, blah, blah, blah. Look at what happened at coming out of this tournament. Daniel Garcia lost most of his matches, but he's way hotter than he was even coming into the tournament. So it shows that if we go in different directions, some things could happen and we could catch magic. Daniel Garcia is so good at everything that I knew this was going to happen, but to see it being executed is awesome. And to see him with Brian Danielson also is like, yeah. What could have yeah. been? But I loved, I do love the tease at the beginning of him about to hit the dance and Brian coming out and being like, Brian interrupting him, you know what I mean? Like subliminally almost. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought if you were worried as well about Jay Lethal losing all the matches and it's like, all right, well, you can say all of these other people uh, benefited from the tournament, but did it really benefit Jay Lethal because he lost all of his matches? Uh, I thought all the stuff that they've done story-wise with him and Mark and the stuff we saw this week on Rampage with uh, Jarrett, I thought all of this stuff made it worth it. Um, you start, you're finally starting to see like the cracks in the stable with Jarrett. You can see that he might be going his own separate way. I thought that stuff was good. Um, yeah, I'm like, who didn't come up in the Continental Classic at this point? It's like everybody came out with a li at least something, you know, some little yeah. piece of nugget coming out of this, some more than others. Yeah, uh, then the, the show kind of <laughs> took a real dive for me because, I mean, the Miro Andrade match was good. Some more than others. <laughs> but uh, Andrade came out of the tournament. Um, with a lot of excitement around him. He's got the CMLL stuff. And then you've got the cloud over this match that we got the news before the show started that Andrade is finishing up with AEW and potentially heading back to WWE. Uh, and so it, it left like kind of an awkward feeling around this match where it was just like, all right, well, what does any of this mean? And so Amiro won and you had the CJ shenanigans. I was like, uh, okay, I have not been a fan of the storyline with Miro and CJ at all. I, I thought like, like the stuff with him and CJ in this match just didn't really make it make, make much sense. I get mm -hmm. the story is kind of that, all right, they're kind of playing games with each other, but they still want to be, be with each other. But I, it, this just wasn't for me. I thought the match itself was fine, but I think it was overshadowed by the news and just the fact that the story ain't really that good. This match showed me that wrestling is petty, but it's not as petty as it could be because a brother like me <laughs> would have had Miro squash that man in three minutes and dump Yo. him out of the ring. But no, he it was like, he no, got, he, 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 he did his, it was a regular match. You know what I mean? Yeah, he got about they got about 15 minutes. Um, it, it was a solid match. It just was everything going on that day. All of the negative news. It was just like, man. I don't know. And then, like, because at the finish, oh, just man. was. Yeah, and then the Lana and CJ, uh, Lana and Amiro stuff is like, the CJ and Miro stuff is just like, yeah. nobody wants this. Like, uh, the story you were telling originally, we weren't really into it, and you're still trying to tell it, and we're just not that into it. So I think you they actually made it worse when he got into the stay in the kitchen bits or whatever he yeah, was getting. Yeah, that was. I don't really like it. Yeah, I'm like, all right, we the, the ship has sailed here. We're good. Yeah, uh, we got a uh, timeless Tony Storm. Uh, defending her championship against Rio. Uh, wasn't a big fan of this match either, mm. to be honest with you. It was fine, but... <laughs> what do you think just, happened here? I, I still think they're trying to figure out 
how to yeah. do the character stuff with Tony and mm-hmm. have the matches. And the matches. Mm-hmm. And I think she was doing a better job of it initially. Um, but it's just so much of the shenanigans and it's too much. It's just it's just kind of overboard. I I feel like you could just have the straightforward matches. Um, like keep the shenanigans for the when she's on commentary and the backstage and all that. Yeah. But when it comes to the match, just like have her work. It's it's okay. Yeah, she's very funny on commentary. She's very funny this week on Dynamite again. I'm still enjoying the character stuff. This match didn't really hit like I wanted it to, especially mm. given the two people in it. Both of them are very good, so I expected more out of it. So it wasn't so much that the match was bad. I think it just wasn't what I expected. Yeah. Um, I was a bit disappointed for what I was hoping. Mm. Uh, and I kind of felt the same way with the uh, with the other women's match as well. Like the Julia Hart versus Abaddon was fine, but it didn't really it didn't, blow me away. It, yeah, it didn't get to where it needed to be. Yeah. Uh, then we, we got the swerve match with... Uh, Dustin Rose instead of Keith Lee. And again, um, like the Andrade match, you had the news lingering over this match that Keith Lee was not going to be in the match. And so it was just kind of like, all right, why are we doing this? All right, Swerve should just come out and beat him quick, right? No, we actually got like a 10 minutes out of this, and <laughs> I didn't really understand that. We like, why don't the they just do the first part? Just did the first part, and that yeah. was it. We got the whole beatdown stuff, and then we got the match itself, and – I felt like after the beatdown segment with the center block, the match went on a little bit too long. I know we were supposed to feel like Dustin got this big hope spot out of it, and he got this valiant fight back. But um, with the way the crowd was responding to it, and the crowd was so in the swerve, it just didn't really work. Yeah. Um, it was. I thought, like I said, I think they should have just did the first part and just carted Dustin out of here. As soon as he started to do the rallying walk back, I'm like, why are we doing this? Like, And then you're going to have him, like if he's going to hit spots, why do we do these injury angles before the thing if you're not yeah. going to bury him? You have him uh, selling a leg and then he hits a Canadian destroyer. It's like, I don't. I yeah. I get like was, wrestling's have been suspending disbelief and all this, but like just don't set yourself up for that. Yeah, I think it was another one of those matches where kind of like Rio and Tony and you know Andrade versus Miro, where the match itself was fine, mm-hmm. but it was just a victim of the circumstances of the yeah. night. There was so much negative news coming into the night, and I feel like this match didn't do enough to distract from it, especially mm-hmm. with the Keith Lee entry. It just felt like, dang, just another negative thing on top of this. Uh, yeah, it just it was fine. Swerve, it swerve, swerve. Got a great reaction, but it was just like uh, this. This felt kind of like a TV match. It just felt it like did. A, it didn't need to be here. Yeah. Especially uh, then, with like how hot Swerve is. It's like this really this wasn't needed. Yeah. Then we got the eight man tag match of uh Sting and Darby teaming up with Les Sex Gods, uh Sam, Sammy Guizar, Chris Jericho taking on Ricky Stark, Big Bill, and the Don Callis family. Uh the crowd was very much booing Chris Jericho from the beginning, which I was surprised by. I was I was curious to I was see super how- surprised. Yeah, I was curious to see how much the allegations and stuff was going to translate uh, to the show. And boy, uh, they translated. Much translated. <laughs> there were people that were still loudly singing Judas when he came out, but he was very clearly getting booed throughout this entrance. We got NDA chants throughout this thing. Uh, there were several points where, as the good guy, he was coming in and supposed to uh, do something. <laughs> Uh, to beat down on the on the bad guy, and he was getting booed the entire time. Um, Just yeah. like I told you last week on this podcast, Phil, this could have been very different. If they were in Wheeling, West Virginia for this show, 
it would not have mattered. They were in New York. It's a fine line. Like yeah. New York is a hardcore wrestling fan base. So they could have went to the show and nobody cared. But I'm like, I think a lot of these fans are going to know exactly what went on that day because they're New York hardcore fans. And they proved me right. Like as soon as they, they're chanting NDA, they're chanting for Kylie yeah. Ray. Like all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, they know, man. They, they're signs. Like, no, this isn't anything. Do you think that was such a tough position, though, Phil? Because what were they supposed to do? Should they have pivoted? From because they there wasn't any time to do a proper investigation. Do you yeah. still pivot and like maybe not give him cool spots with Sting? Uh, so you're in a tough position because as we saw with how they handled the allegation for the entirety of the night, their whole thing was basically just act like it didn't happen, act like nothing mm-hmm. has happened because it's at this point it's just rumors and it's just internet chatter. There is no there isn't concrete. There isn't There's any no concrete. time to do anything. There isn't anything concrete. It's not like Kylie came out with like any like actual allegations. We're all basing this off of internet stuff. We're all based, right. uh, off a of heart emoji. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so I, I, I think that the way they want to handle it is until there's like actual allegations to respond to until there's an actual report or anything, we're just going to just keep going on as nothing could happen. That's a, that's definitely a choice. Um, but because you did that, it would have been tough to take him out of the match because if you replace him in the match, then you have to explain why. And they clearly had no interest in doing that. Well, Um, pro wrestling has shown us through history that carrying on is the way to go about it. Like, yeah, nobody ever really like attacks anything head on history has shown us. Like if there's a thing, they're probably going to just go through the show Uh, the the show must go on type deal and that's what yeah you know it it worked for most of the show this this match definitely (laughs) suffered because of it and i felt bad for everybody else in the match because all um, seven other guys yeah it 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 just it was such a big downer for the entire match especially sting because this was supposed to be sting's moment this is his long last time don't have sting in this shit man why sting in this yeah, this is his last match in Long Island, and this at, at Nassau Coliseum, and yeah, this was just a distraction. Even afterwards, when Sammy got the pin, and they were trying to let uh, Sting have his moment and have like his uh, victory lap in the ring, and him going around like high fiving people, it just still felt like it was overshadowed by everything ahead of it and everything in the match. Um, unfortunate, man. Uh, I, the match wasn't bad; it just was. Too big of a distraction, man. (laughs) Too big of a distraction. Uh, I feel like the show really picked up with the no disqualification match, though. Um, Crazy to say this, but Adam Copeland and Christian Cage totally saved the show because (laughs) it was uh, it was it was not a lot of fun for the first half of it. Um, This match uh, definitely sports entertained me. Copeland came out with his WrestleMania gear on. Uh, Christian's doing his whole shenanigans. I thought the way that they did the whole match, we got a flaming table. Uh, Nick, uh, please, 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 Nick, be careful. <laughs> Nick Wayne, you young person, relax out there, youngster. That was scary. Yeah, no, this match right here showed me, Phil. I thought the crowd was weird for the beginning of the show. Yeah. I thought, okay, they're not getting the best. This isn't the greatest content. There's not nothing even for them to be ravish about. Then this match happened. I was like, oh, they wanted to be sports entertained this whole time. I understand what's going on. Because as soon as the sports entertainments, as soon as Adam Copeland's music hit, 
I was like, oh, Big this copy. crowd wanted to be sports entertained off rip. There's there is uh throughout this industry now, there is WWE is selling out shows everywhere that they go. Some of there's gonna be crossover now. There's gonna be yeah. some fans that are like wrestling is hot right now, so I'm going to a wrestling show or I'm going to what I I'm going to be sports entertained. And AEW isn't all sports entertainment. It's like rest it's pro wrestling, two guys, a sport, blah, blah, blah. But then Adam Copeland and Christian came out and they started sports entertaining. And I was like, oh, I understand what's going on. I loved it. I think it hit perfect. This show was like it Very wasn't Jekyll hitting. Yeah, it wasn't. Very Jekyll and Hyde. It wasn't hitting coming into this. I was like, oh, I don't know what's going on. The funny All thing right. about it at the end of the week, it's like, oh, their TV show was better than their pay per view. It's crazy. I like it's a it's a good position to be in. I think Phil, like you're you're work like you're being compared to yourself. Like I'm not even. This is how I judge all wrestling. Like when I talk about WWE, I'm talking about WWE versus WWE. I hate when people just like. There's no tribalism here. I'm comparing people to how they are. And I thought yeah. people coming out of this pay per view, people were like, that show didn't really hit because we just saw the Continental Classic, where which we're giving three banging matches every show. Their TV show is fire. Like we expect more. Like we're comparing you to yourself. So like that's a good thing for you because we're saying you give us awesomeness and we want more awesomeness, you know? Yeah, uh this was definitely the weakest AEW pay-per-view of the year. It was. Um, I, think I didn't people, think anything was going to be double or nothing, but it did. This was I I and I I think that like I said, this match saved it. I, I I enjoyed a lot about this match. Um, I thought all of the stuff that Christian and Copeland did in this worked. Um, I thought the the finish after Copeland won the title could have <laughs> could have been very bad, and it could have not worked. Um, but we got Kill Switch using Christian. his opportunity. <laughs> um, and I think get if to it Christian. was anybody besides Christian, it wouldn't yeah, have it, worked. If it was Christian, anybody made else, it work. <laughs> it wouldn't have worked. But Christian sc- screwing Copeland and essentially doing a cash in. The thing that Copeland made his name on as the rated R superstar, being the the biggest opportunist in wrestling, uh, Christian flipping that on this guy and using that to take his title back, man, very very smart. I Pretty enjoyed good. it a lot. Um, it, I was nervous could, about that when Killswitch won the contract. I was like, I think I know where this is going. It could be bad, but no, they made it work. Yeah, I thought it, I thought it was leading to the babyface turn because they've been teasing the babyface turn with uh luchasaurus for a while even the show they did here in november um they had started it um but you know he still just stepped in line and just handed over his title opportunity christian is still your tnt champion um uh copeland is to date the shortest reigning tnt champion um so now he holds that record but i I enjoyed this um i thought the the continental classic finals was perfect oh Um, yeah I knew that that was going to hit. If nothing else on this card hit, I knew this was going to be good. Mm-hmm. And these two guys didn't disappoint. It's Eddie in the tri-state area. You know what he's going to do. Um, he's going to get the big reaction from New York. Um, and Mox is Mox. Mox is going to come out with the aura. Um, I thought this was the perfect story to tell for Eddie coming into this tournament. Him having to uh, kind of dispel all of his demons, beating Claudio, getting his first win 
over Brian, then getting his first win over Mox, um, and then the emotion afterwards of him beating him and him hugging it out. I thought it was great. I thought it was perfect. I, I really liked how they worked this match because, like, if you know kind of the history, Eddie Kingston tells us every week what his wrestling preferences are, how kind of how he came up. And this was definitely a this is how I came up style. Very uh, all Japan ep- match. Very epic all Japan style match that you would expect from Eddie Kingston. All the elements, man, elements and 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 situations and everything being perfect is so good in pro wrestling. We've gotten a few of those recently. This was another one. They've been telling this story for a long time. Eddie Kingston, the story of just in the tournament of like he was down and out, but then he came from the bottom to beat Brian, Claudio, and John Moxley. He beat all the 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 BCC pretty much, and he won the belt. In New York, the Triple yeah. Crown, like Perfect. all the elements being there was so awesome. I thought this match was really fun. And for um, Mox to I, – I just like the position that Mox played, man. Mox is such a – he's such an MVP in all the position. Like how great was he in Wrestle Kingdom? But then that was coming off of this. Good, Like everything that he does, it's like I feel like it always is for the other person. Like he feels so selfless. Like it never feels like – Mox is like, I'm going to get my shit off. It's always like, I'm going to help somebody else get their shit off. And that's, I just like that so much about Mox. Yeah, I, I definitely laughed during this match because he did not bleed. Uh, and <laughs> after, when he did not bleed, I was like, oh, he's definitely bleeding in that Russell Kingdom match. And sure enough, <laughs> Russell Kingdom match. Uh, but no, he was fantastic. You got one bleed, one, <laughs> one blade job this week. You better make it count. <laughs> yeah, so no, but he was fantastic here. I thought this was the perfect way to cap off the first Continental Classic. Big fan of this tournament. Cannot Great wait for it to come back man. this year. Damn, they uh, knocked it out of the park. They killed everybody. Destroyed. Like I said, coming out of this, every single person in the tournament has at least one thing good coming out of it. This tournament was like a rounding success. Yeah, yeah. Big, big resounding success for the Continental mm. Classic. I wish that uh, the, the circumstances were better and more people were talking about the way that it ended on Saturday as opposed to the Jericho stuff, but... <sighs> Again, victim really of the circumstances. Um, I thought the main event also was very good. I thought the last three matches of the show made this show worth it. Um, the main event was very good. I thought Joe was Joe. Uh, MJF put on a great performance, even though he was injured. Um, Another match that I didn't expect to be so long. I thought, I'm like, Max is beat the fuck up. How's he going to work a long-ass match? And they did it. They worked for a while. Yeah, they worked a they worked a long match, but I thought that this was a strong match. I thought it was a a good way to end Max's uh, title reign. He came mm-hmm. out with the big interest with the Long Island, the people <laughs> of Long Island behind him. Uh, I like that Joe just kind of beat him. Uh, matter of factly, I did too. Yeah, I like that. He didn't need any shenanigans to beat him. He didn't cheat. He just without without Cole there to help him, he just, just beat him clean and helped him out. I I I thought that was a great way to end this. I thought. People that were saying that they wish that Cole had interfered and that's how the devil stuff happened. I thought that that kind of missed the purpose of the story. The story that yep. they were telling is that Max wouldn't have beat him at Grand Slam if he hadn't cheated. And yep. so I thought for him to come in this this time around, it, it felt very much like uh, when Joe finally beat Balor, where it was like, yep. yeah, once I once I once it's a straight up fight, I'm gonna beat you. I'm gonna beat you. <laughs> and, and I think they're telling the story of. Samoa Joe being like, I need help. Like I used the Joker and his boys to get here, but I don't need them their help to I beat don't, Max. I don't need them to beat you. But yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Uh definitely Orion. Uh 
that muscle buster on the apron. Oh my god! I was, I like, was like, wait, I thought Max was hurt. I don't think you guys should. I was like, Max, why are you doing this? <laughs> We're doing this to yourself. Max man. got some fucked up shoulder. Okay, let's do a disgusting muscle buster on the apron. All right, all right. Oh okay. yeah, that was yeah, very gnarly bump. Very much glad that he's okay. Take some time off. Get yourself together, Max. Speaking of, please get get back soon, Kota Bushi. Do not rush back. Oh in that my rain, God! I, in heaven, what I happened? I don't need you to, to see you wrestling injured. Just I'm okay. We saw it, dude. Recuperate and get back to yourself, man. Uh, you could have came out that night and said I can't wrestle, and we would have all been fine with it, dude. Yeah, no, we don't, we don't, we don't need it. Uh, but yeah, this was a good main event. I thought the execution of the devil reveal was good as well because I, I've been saying for weeks that it's Cole. I thought it was obvious that it was Cole, but I thought they we, took. You've been saying legit since day one that it's Adam Cole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I thought I thought they took something that was fairly obvious and they gave us a good reveal. They had the lights out and then it cut back on and. Uh, Cole was standing above uh, Mox, except Mox Max, and mm-hmm. he, he he takes the uh, devil mask out of his pocket. I thought all that stuff was very good. It was a good way to end the pay per view. Uh, like I said, the, the last three matches made it worth the price of admission. Not the best show of the mm. year. Uh, not one of the not not one of my favorites. <laughs> just like I said, the then Dynamite came and it was fire. I'm like, why didn't you guys just do this on pay per view? I don't know. <laughs> you yeah, know Dynam- what I mean? <laughs> Dynamite this week was far better than the pay-per-view. I, I mean, we opened with, with the cold stuff. I thought the cold stuff was great. Came out with a fire theme song. Mikey Ruckus. Done it again, man. You're a genius. Ruckus. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I thought that Jesus stuff was good. Uh, uh, I'm sure some people will be wringing their fists at the Warlow stuff, but I thought the Warlow stuff was fine. Uh, I, I gave I, my thoughts on Denise on the post show. Mm-hmm. Uh, why I think it works is because I think it's a situation where everybody's kind of using each other. You saw that with the Joe stuff where Joe may not like the devil or anything, but he's using him to get what he wants out of the say. And I think that that's what Warlow's doing as well. He's going along with it to go, oh, yeah, 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 I'll hand it over to you. Wink, wink, wink. But mm-hmm. when the time comes, if I do beat Joe, I'm not handing you nothing. Uh, I think my favorite thing about the story and the reveal is if you know the history of Adam Cole, this goes right along with Adam Cole. Like, oh, he's using a bunch of people to get to the top and he thinks they're going to give him the belt. Like, this is so Adam Cole. Yes. Um, I thought all of this was great. I thought bringing back the Undisputed name for this is, is good. Undisputed Kingdom is a cool name for Kyle, we miss you, big dog. We wish you were here, Bro, man. I said it on Twitter, but the second I heard that guitar solo, I was like, man. Kyle is gonna. Kyle is gonna. Kyle's gonna have a blast if if he ever comes back and he's a part of this too, which I feel like he will be. I hope so. Man, that guitar solo. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to see. I need see to him. go back and watch all the Kyle matches from AEW because I'm gonna remember that Darby match and how fire it was. I'm like, before Kyle got injured and left, he was on some shit. He had a he had a fire Joe match like right before he got injured. Oh right. Oh um, my. God, he was killing it. Yeah, but he's yeah. so good. Yeah, good, good episode of Dynamite all around. Like you said, the earlier the the uh, the Derby match with uh, Takeshita was fantastic. That was um, insane. Really, that really German good. suplex off the top, dude. He tried to bridge off a top rope German suplex. I'm like, I don't know what these what brothers are, are doing, doing but they are going what crazy. Are we doing, man? <laughs> that that rolling German down the ramp was great. Um, and I, 
Watching this whole thing, I was like, man, I sure wish to catch it was a part of this tournament, man. This guy is so good. Let this guy wrestle on TV regularly, man. Um, Hindsight is uh, whatever it is. I'm sure they wish he was in uh, Andrade's spot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I think he was also in Japan for most of the tournament, so that's probably why he right. wasn't in it. But, man, watching, I was like, get this guy on TV wrestling. We don't he need needs to be on TV every week doing that. Like, you see what he did, motherfucker? What are y'all doing? We don't we don't need all of the callous stuff every week. Get this guy back to doing what he does, doing the great raps. Uh yeah, if if you're looking for somebody to put that belt on after Orange, I think it's the Kestaman. That's um, him, that team. Yeah, that match was like I said, that's one of the best TV matches ever, dude. That's like when it was announced, we all knew it was gonna be fire because Darby does that, but Takeshida, I think, continuous to show us that them not capitalizing off ten, two Kenny Omega wins was a big mistake. He tells, he shows them with this work. He's like, y'all fucked up. Look at what I could do. Y'all fucked up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, we, we, we talked about the Deanna debut. That was great. We got the women's match. That was great. Um, we got, we got a lot of developments as well. I, this was just yeah. a great dynamite all, the, all around. Was. I feel like it was a great way to start the year for uh, AEW programming. They mm. needed a way to bounce back after that pay-per-view and, yeah. E- even more negative news coming out of 2023. Um, so I thought this was a good way to start the year. Um, yeah, them having focusing on like the younger ones, the main event swerve and Daniel Garcia, yes. like them focusing yeah. on the next generation, establishing with Mariah and Queen and, and uh, Diona. I think like this episode, Private Party came back. We didn't yes. talk about two, man. Yes. Oh, man. Private. Like I think them just establishing all like this is what the future is important. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was one of the best things they did with this episode as well. We got the Orange Cassidy Dante match, which was great. Uh, Dante, Dante, big brolic Dante, man, he been in the gym. <laughs> Dante again proving that this guy is got a bright future. He's okay. not just a guy now that could do the high spots, but man, when he did the power bomb spot, I was like, man, this guy, he's he's mixing it up now. He's put on some he's put on some muscle. Uh, very excited to see what they do with this kid moving forward. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I love seeing those three as a trio, but this guy, man, he's got it, man. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's a it's a weird position to be in because it's like coming back. I'm like, okay, let's do the trios thing, maybe top flight and action Andretti, maybe even do this, uh, you know, private party coming out and calling out top flight too. I'm like, maybe do the tag thing, but like yeah. seeing Dante as a singles, I'm like, I don't know, man. They kind of got something here. Every time he has like a singles run, it's like. He's, so he's polarizing good. and effective it's like i don't know maybe he, he should just be singles he's, he's definitely jeff hardy man like when, he when, is when somebody made that comparison that they are basically matt and jeff they are and private party is basically edge and christian i was like man it's true though wow. <laughs> it's true though mm. and so I'm just like, man, again, if you want to build this tag division up, make that the rivalry moving forward, man. I Those are the two it. coming into the importance of, of private party being back plays such a huge role in, to me. Coming yeah. into AEW initially, they were the thing I was most excited about coming into that. That match they have with the Young Bucks, still my favorite sequence in AEW history is Mark Quinn when they're right facing the Young Bucks. Mark Quinn hits the like four high dives back to back. Like that, them coming in and establishing a new young black tag team, I thought was so important. Second yeah. to that was the establishment of Top Flight. So it's like I'm these two tag teams play such an important role of 
the history, I think, of AEW, the tag division, black tag teams that I'm just so excited about what we're about to get this year. Hopefully everybody stays healthy. Hopefully everything is good and we could have some hot shit. But I am excited coming off of that episode. Yeah, I was uh I it definitely felt good to see them get a good reaction. Uh Twitter was very excited to see them back. And so I think that's a good sign. And they made sure to let us know right away that they are separating them from the Hardy family. Thank you. Um uh the Hardy Did you think it was interesting that they brought up all the tag teams, but they did not say the world tag team champion's name. They were like, we want to face the Young Bucks. We want to face the Hardys, FTR. But they did not say Big Bill and Ricky Starks. Well, I mean, they said at the end that they want to be champions. So I think that was their way of acknowledging them. But you could also look at it like, no, we're looking at established tag teams. We That's want to be saying. the best of the best. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Um, I, I, I do think it's interesting. I think it's interesting that they also kind of echo things that we've seen the Internet saying about the tag division. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, that's a good sign. Take it how you will. Um, I think turning the Hardy's heel is the good is the right move as well. Yeah. Um I I think that there's good stuff you can do with this and they should be putting over teams like Private Party or somebody yeah. at this point. Um so I'm excited. I'm excited for them splitting them up and and bringing back Private Party in a big way. Uh like I said, I thought the main event was good. I thought uh bringing back Hangman in the way that they did made a lot of sense. Closing mm-hmm. the show uh with uh hangman swerve uh pull apart was good as well i think that's a good sign for where both of those guys are going they're both going to be in the title picture moving forward um i i was confused because people were saying why go back to this match because swerve has nothing to prove here um he's beat him twice no he doesn't but we saw all along that Hangman is saying, I'm not going to do anything to this guy because he's in the tournament. As soon as the tournament was over, now I'm back on your yeah. neck because I and said they, that it's not over. Exactly. And they established it. I think those two backstage segments are very important. Back, uh, Hangman Page and MJF had a stare down, and they talked that great backstage segment that they have. At the end of it, Samoa Joe comes in, and he's like, I'll see you, Hangman. I'm going to fuck you up. Same thing with Swerve and MJF. They had the stare down backstage. They talked to talk. At the end of it, Samoa Joe comes up and he's like, I'll see you, Swerve. I'm going to fuck you up. I think they've been kind of telling this story of these two guys. It's not them rehashing it. It's like they both know that they have to get to each other, get through each other completely in order to get to the AEW World Championship. So I think I don't think it's like they're rehashing the, the thing. It's just like they know that in order to get to Samoa Joe, they got to finish this story that they're telling over here. So, yeah, I feel like it's just a continuation of everything that was going on because right uh, again, Hangman has said it like, no, soon as this tournament is over, you know, uh, the energy is back. It's, it's, it's <laughs> never left. I'm still, I'm still on your ass. Soon as this tournament is over. <laughs> so I like that. I, I very much like how they handled it. And I do feel like that's going to lead into uh, wherever we get with the world title picture later this year. Um, and so uh, we didn't uh, we kind of got off the pay-per-view before it's over Samoa Joe is your new AEW world champion and that is amazing man like the journey that he's taken from they said he was washed they said he was this we talked we were in that presser the ring of honor presser where he was like I came to win the fucking AEW world championship and now he won the AEW world championship Phil after an amazing one of his best years ever which is crazy to say after so long Shout out to Samoa Joe, man. Well-deserved. Yeah, uh, big win for him. Very well-deserved, in my opinion. 
Uh, he's had a tremendous run with AEW, so I'm happy for him. I'm happy he got that big win, um, got to complete the circle, finish the story, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> in New York after losing in New York. Um, made Bro. all the sense in the world. Man. Uh, uh, yeah, i very happy for Samoa Joe. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I think starting the year with him as champion was needed. As much as I think that um, Max had a divisive title run, but match-wise, he had some tremendous title defenses. Um, but it was time. Yeah, it was some of the time best to do something of the, I, I hate that they try to spin the narrative that Max, because they didn't really like parts at the end that he wasn't cooking, but like he had that Iron Man match with Brian Danielson, the Pillars match, the match with Takeshita. Like, don't try to act like he wasn't cooking. There's some parts that you didn't like, but like for yeah. the most part, I thought that his title run, the Kenny Omega match, I thought that his title run was awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I think we would have been talking about it in a different light if Cole didn't get injured. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. was also very interesting that Cole straight away told us that he saved his title run, and so he had to be the one that ended it. I was like, hmm. Mm, very interesting. Talking that talk. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I think that uh, it's, a, it's a lot of good signs about AEW coming out of this week. Uh, they needed a good week because the end of 2023 was uh, not kind to them. <laughs> And I was hoping that they like having that pay per view be okay, and then The Rock showing up on Monday. I'm like, y'all better have something for this dynamite, cause goddamn. <laughs> but they yeah. did. They did it. <laughs> yeah, I thought Rampage was good <laughs> last night as well. Um, but yeah, uh, the, a lot of. And I'm sure of, the Collision match tonight with FTR, they're gonna give us another one of those bangers. So like, there, you know, it, there's always stuff to look forward to and, and to look up on. Yeah, I've been enjoying the FTR House of Black storyline. I'm um, looking forward to the match. Uh, uh, we also got Trent versus uh, uh, Eddie Kingston. Uh, Eddie Kingston, I'm sorry. Yeah. For the Continental uh, Crown belt. Uh, very pretty belt. Uh, but no belt. I was not expecting Trent to get this win. Mm. That was kind of a choice, but uh, not mad at it. Um, I just didn't understand what's like. The, I'm like, Dan Housen is the. the t- I like, no disrespect to Dan Housen. I fucks with Dan Housen, but like, that's the story you guys are using for him to be in this match. I really didn't understand. They tell the story. They show a video package before the four-way where they're like, Trent was going for the TNT championship, but he lost. Now he's here and he's winning. It just, it didn't, the it didn't add up for me. But I see Trent is always one of those, put him on. The match is going to bang. He's great in that position. But I just didn't really understand why he won this match, particularly right here. Yeah, I didn't really get it either, but I'm sure the match will be good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Eddie Kingston and Trent. I want to see an Eddie Kingston and Samoa Joe championship match at some point before either one of those guys loses those belts. Yeah. Please. Uh, what did you think? Because uh, the other thing of uh, right after this pay-per-view is uh, the, the the press conference. Um, you, of course, had the lingering oh, news. Oh, I of, forgot. <laughs> you had the lingering news of the Jericho stuff heading into the press conference. So a lot of people were waiting to see how Tony Khan was going to handle it. They said and, Tony looked like Shock G in the press conference. I'm like, you guys. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I it very much felt like they were like, uh, well, there is no real – there is no real concrete allegations. There is no report. So we're going to, we're not going to really address it in a real way. And I felt like, uh, I understand that approach, but I also feel like it left a lot of room for criticism for them, especially if you're going to sit in the press conference and do kooky things like wear Tony's hat and sunglasses. (laughs) Yeah. The Tony aspect, the Tony storm aspect of the press conference was funny. It was entertaining, 
But to have him answer a question about the safety of his locker room <laughs> and sexual harassment wearing that hat and sunglasses, wasn't it? That was very it all just out. feels very unfortunate. It's like he didn't yeah. – he wasn't trying to be malicious. He wasn't like, I'm doing this on purpose. It all just like – that's the type of things that AEW falls into. It's like, damn. That's like yeah, it's like he addressed it and blah blah blah, but like oh he had this dumb hat on is all I saw people saying like people were like it's cool, but he had that hat and the glasses on, so it's like, damn man, that's yeah. Unfortunate. And, you know, but shout out to the people because like coming into this, people were like the most anticipated thing was is going to be the press conf- the presser or whatever. Shout out to the questions were asked this time because that's always the thing. Like yeah. why doesn't everybody blah blah blah? Why doesn't everybody blah blah blah? The situations were talked about. Yeah, I mean you know. Of course, shout out to your guy, Kevin, at PWI. He asked a very good question. Homeboy from the USA Today, he asked a good question as well. I, I'm sorry, I don't I don't remember the guy's name from USA Today. Um, there were some good questions, but there are also, I tell people all the time, going into this, everybody sitting in that room is not a journalist. Those people, some of these people are people that have a podcast or like I some other like small outlet and they're just there to they're not investigation journalists they're They're not hard copy inside edition as yeah they're they're not there and they're not equipped to handle that kind of subject matter some of those people don't care about that subject matter unfortunately and so they're not going to broach it in the best way i thought the questions we did get were fine i think that people that uh were disappointed with the press conference it was because uh aw is not going to handle it or address it in a real way because uh, in their minds or, you know, technically there is nothing really to address yet. Cause there is no, in there's no concrete. It, it was only that day. They had no time yeah. to even investigate anything. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, but that's not shooting anybody bail. I don't know. Like, I don't know the yeah, situation. The, the, you know? the question was asked at one point, was there an investigation into Jericho? And that's where people kind of gave some pushback that mm. Tony didn't give a yes or no answer to that. Oh, gotcha. And I didn't um, watch the press conference in full. I just saw the clips. I mean, mean, so did they say, I'm trying to just understand. Did they say, Tony, is Chris Jericho being investigated for this situation with Kylie Ray that we're blah, blah, blah. Like, did they break it down like that? Because I can understand. Hey, is Chris Jericho being investigated? Uh, No. For what? No, it was going to ask, like, was there ever an investigation? And I think the, the problem was there was never, like, a direct question about it. Nobody, people kind of tried to dance around it and finesse the question in oh, a way that they felt like Tony would answer it. And because of that, that left the door open for him to not to get not. a direct answer. Yeah. And, again, that, that just goes with, A, the room we're in and just, like, the setting and – some, like you said, some people weren't equipped. Some people went in there not even yeah. knowing about the situation. They're just like, I'm going yeah. to a wrestling show today. And Chris Jericho, like, you know what I mean? It, that wasn't on their thing of the day. There's some yeah, people yes. that off rip are like, I have my five questions and I'm going in here with this purpose. There are some people that bring that energy. But then there's a bunch of people that don't bring that energy. There's some yeah, photographers. And, people just took pictures. They're not even here to ask questions. They're just in here. And, and it was a touchy situation because, like I said, we don't have concrete allegations. We don't have a report. If you could come in with like some kind of like tell-all report and right. point to that report, yeah, but you can't ask a question directly. Like you got, you can't ask a question about the victim. Hey, was Kylie Ray's heart emoji a part? Like you can't. Yeah, because there's there's technically no victim yeah. in question to ask right. about because you know there is no proof of it, and mm-hmm. so that that kind of made it tough to ask questions about. Right. Um, and yeah, I saw also people trying to say that 
you know, Nick backtracked. Nick, I don't feel like Nick backtracked at all. If anything, based off the clip I saw, it felt like he kind of doubled down. The mm-hmm. the thing that people are trying to say he backtracked on is that he said he said that he never said that there were allegations with him and Kylie. And that's true because he didn't say that. He didn't. That that conclusion was come to online after the fact, after the report went viral and then Kylie responded with the heart emoji. So he never said Kylie by name. And I'm sure people are going to be like, that's a technicality, but that is what happened. He never said her by name. Mm-hmm. She kind of got added into it. And then that puts him in a situation where, um, you know, you could be outing somebody that is not ready to be outed or come forward with a story that they're not ready to come forward with. Can you say that that was still irresponsible on his part? Absolutely. Yeah. But I don't mm-hmm. think that it's fair then to say that he did this and then backtracked. But I also feel like this is internet and you know how Twitter goes. It's a telephone game where, mm-hmm. you know, something happens and then you're getting somebody else's telling of what happened and then you're getting responses to things and people are not paying attention to what the actual response is. They're hearing what they want to hear. Um, yeah, because people have already uh, made their minds up about Nick. It doesn't matter what he Yeah, does they've made part. up their minds about Nick and, and people that, that are Jericho fans are going to see this as, all right, well, there's no proof. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's nobody that came for it. So he didn't do anything. I don't know if I would jump to That's that. That's not how this works at all. I, I just, I, there is no proof. There's nothing. I, the thing that I will say is that um, it isn't a good sign that she put that heart emoji out there because even if there is un- proof, the people that say there is no proof don't care. That's the issue well, is these motherfuckers are nasty. They're like, even if she had a book of proof, people would be like, well, what about, well, why didn't she, there's always going to be those dumb motherfuckers or why didn't she go to the police? Blah, blah, blah. They're always going to be like that. And those people are the fucking worst. I just wanted to say that. Yeah. I, I mean, I just think that the fact that she posted that heart emoji unprovoked isn't a, isn't a very good sign and i don't think that people taking what nick said after the fact uh means that he's innocent i don't i wouldn't jump to that conclusion um again we don't have any proof that he's done anything but i also wouldn't just jump to the conclusion that he hasn't done anything and him backtracking means anything like i said last week when we talked about this the problem with hearsay and you hearing rumors about somebody and reporting it without somebody coming forward is you just don't have anything to really stand on. We hear right. things all the time. You and right. I hear things all the time, but I'm mm-hmm. not going to just come on our podcast and say that because no. then I am seen as the guy that is sharing that information. And then mm-hmm. it comes back on me, regardless if it's true or not, that information is out there. I am the person that puts it out there. So I am now responsible for it. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it's just a messy situation all around. I just, uh, I, I, it's all very, very messy. <laughs> I don't think the press conference helped. I think people no. were, at this point are going to believe what they want to believe. I don't think people were satisfied coming out of that. That's no. not what. The, that's and, not the responses that they wanted. Yeah, people are going to believe what they want to believe. And I also continue to say, I don't think it's a good idea to use things like this as gotcha moments in this tribalism thing Please. with AW versus WW thing. I think mm-hmm. that is the wrong takeaway from all of this. And people doing that, you are not helping the situation. Um, you're not helping anything. Moral politics does not work because, like I said, people were mad about Matt Riddle uh, in New Japan, and then the next night, WWE put Gable Stevenson on their show. It's like if we're gonna play moral politics, like we gotta play moral politics from the top I, to the bottom. Is, you're not this, gonna win. This is what I'm saying. Gable Stevenson was just there for a dark match on Friday. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's why I'm like, uh, 
I don't know, man. There's there's so much on this that again, we're just not in a place where we can really talk on because there's so much we don't know. Exactly. I don't know way too much about it, but uh yeah, it's all unfortunate and I hope everybody dealing with the situation is good. Let's get into a few super chats before we hop on out of here. Uh Stephen Marcusili says, long shot, but Rock versus Roman opens night two. Winner gets Cody to close out WrestleMania. They keep trying to get Roman to work twice. I don't think it's going to work. I don't think it's happening, buddy. <laughs> uh, Corey David says, thoughts on Obi Fem- Femi and Oba Femi and Charlie Dempsey? Uh, shout out to Oba Femi. I think that uh, I he was the guy that coming into the breakout tournament, I was like, this guy's got something. So I'm glad that he's a winner. I don't know where they go with him moving forward, but um, he's got a bright future. Kid is only 22 years old, um, which is Bro. insane. Um, uh, but there's very some, for his future. There's some, you know me, black wrestling guy, excited about things. There's sometimes when you see clips, I see clips of people being excited. I'm like, oh, that's cool. This guy's blah, blah. I saw this kid and I was like, oh, my God, this guy's crazy. And he's only 22 years old. He's doing yeah. some amazing thing. He has presence. He has the look. He has the moves. I think this guy's going to be a big star. Super excited about it. Yeah. Uh, I did not see the Charlie Dempsey All Japan match, so I can't mm. really comment on it. I li- the clip side I saw, I think that he's doing some fun work over there. He definitely looks like Regal's son. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Coy Stalling says, uh, due to the importance of Daly's place and AEW's homecoming being back there, should Mercedes debut this week? Thoughts? Uh, I think it'd be a cool place for her to uh, debut just because it'd be symbolic in a lot of ways because of what mm-hmm. Daily's place means to AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, I cannot say that I feel like for sure that's what's going to happen, though. It's like, is there a rush at this point? I don't know. Um, like, I don't think I, if I, if I have Mercedes in my thing i'm not debuting her at daily's place i'm sorry that's just me like at daily's place that's not enough for her like uh, the first time we see mercedes monet on tv at the daily's place that's not that don't hit i mean me. I, I think that historically it makes sense that's where brody debuted that's it where does debuted yes. um there, there i mean like i said symbolically it makes sense for it to happen there in some ways um but. it hasn't been enough like you know fanfare and like promotion for it i guess is kind of my thing but uh i don't think i i don't think it would be bad if it's like a surprise where she just yeah it's not the worst but i'm like if i got the if i got the goddamn queen i'm not debuting her at this little tiny place no disrespect for that but i'm just saying like we need it needs to be some goddamn fanfare if it's going to be her it will be and it's going to be a surprise and it's going to hit because it's her but i mean if it's her fucking we got to yeah. take her somewhere. I, I do think that they should let uh, Deanna have a few weeks too, or, yeah. or a few or a few episodes just to let her debut breathe. I, I don't think because that's going to be buried, right? You know yeah. what I mean? Like we're going to be forgetting about Deanna, and Deanna doesn't deserve that. We need to establish her as the character, and then when we get to some big, you can create. The issue is, is like you want it to be a surprise, but also like, yo. You guys, we're going to have Mercedes. You probably should show up at blah, blah, blah date sounds. Or, you know, like, you guys know we have this person. It could potentially be here. You should probably buy tickets to it. And just doing it on a random Wednesday and daily's probably not going to. Yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if I would do that. But I understand why. Yep. Uh, Leron Ford said, I wasn't a fan of either women's title match on the main card at World's End. But I thought the zero hour match with Willow and Stat was good. Yeah, I mean, I thought I thought all three matches were fine. Uh, n- none of them really blew me away. I thought they were fine. 
Yeah. I thought that uh, Willow and Stat match was good, too. There was a couple of sketchy moments in there, but I think they made it work. That's all of our Super Chats. Thank you for all the Super Chats, Humber Chats, support, all the shit. <laughs> uh, let me make sure that I got all of our Humber Chats. Um so much to discuss. Uh, okay, I got that. Uh, from Nelson Muntz, he says, uh, 2024 prediction this year, we will see a lot more Queen Amanada and Maya World and AW. Yes. And ROH. I agree. Yeah. Um, I think that they, hopefully they see what they have in, our, in uh, Queen Amanada. Um, it seems like they very much see what they have in Mariah. It May seems because, like it looks like they see it. <laughs> yeah, because we had heard the reports before she even came in that Tony was high on her. So mm-hmm. um, I think putting her with the hottest women's wrestler in the company right now and Tony and kind of building the storyline around that shows that they have faith in her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so far, she's been tremendous. She's uh, executing for sure. Just like I said, the presence and the look and everything is so good. And Maya World is incredible. I think they were saying she's only 21 or 22 years old, too. I'm like, these wow. young people, like the future of this is going to be insane because all these young people are really good already. Nick Wayne, Billy Starks, Maya World, like all these people that are this young, shout out to Starboy Charlie, are already really good. Yeah. So like when they get into their prime and beyond, they're going to be amazing. Uh. Yeah, uh, uh, any I don't know if you had any any parting thoughts on New Year's Revo- Re- Revolution last night. Uh, I thought it was a good show for SmackDown. I thought both main WWE shows this week were very good. Um, we got a very good match with EO and uh, Meechin. Meechin. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't want to say it wrong. Uh, uh, EO and Meechin was a lot better than I expected. I thought mm-hmm. the triple threat match was good as well. I expected shenanigans at the end, but... It was a good main event. I'm uh, happy my homeboy KO got the big victory. He's going to be facing off with old uh, Logan Paul for the United States Championship. I thought that the match at Santos was really good. I thought that was a really good tournament, too, the uh, the U.S. Yeah. title tournament. Boy, I did not like Logan Paul on, on uh, oh, yeah, he was awful. He was, he was terrible, terrible on, com- yeah. on commentary. There was one point where you could tell that uh, uh, they were trying to go to commercial, and they were doing the usual call right before commercial. And he tried to get one last part in, and they cut him <laughs> off right before commercial. And I was like, "Yeah, you gotta, you gotta pay attention to the cue." The buddy. issue is, is that Michael Cole's not out there. Like Kevin Patrick's and Corey Graves can't. They can't wrangle up fucking uh, Logan yeah. Paul, but Michael Cole would be able to. Yeah, he was awful on commentary, but uh, the match itself was good. Um, it's Santos, it's KO. Santos is gonna be. Santos is going to have a big year. I'm I'm a big fan of the stable he's got. I'm so excited about that stable, man. They look great. Like they're going to be, they're going to be, they might be bigger than the LWO with how they look at this point. Like they're going to be doing something big. Yeah. You might have Andrade in the mix with those guys eventually too. Um, That's, that's a cool thing to think about. You get, I think if he goes there, he's got to go to SmackDown. SmackDown feels like the best. You're going to put, yeah, you got to put him. I was going to say, you got to put him on the heel side, but yeah, I think he's better on the heel side. Hmm. I I don't know. know. I don't know. But, but uh, I mean, uh, next to Ray is going to, there's so many, there's so many uh, angles they could go with this. Lucky them. They got a lot of great Latin stars over there. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah. I thought it was a strong episode of SmackDown. I thought, the way they handled uh, the stuff with Heyman and pa- Heyman addressed all of uh, Roman's uh, 
usurpers that are trying to come forward all at once in that promo. I thought that was cool. If I like made, Roman just coming in and uh, there's, they're asking about Rock and him just laughing. I thought that was great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, if you if you watch how he broke down every person when he got to CM Punk, he stopped and said, welcome back. I said, mm. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, you know, go from best friend to advocate to wise men. Uh, I very much feel like they're setting up the seeds for punk Roman happening sometime this year. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a lot of really good things with SmackDown. Um, I thought the women's stuff they did was, was uh, promising. I thought we got two good women's matches and the women's titles matches this week. Yeah. Um, like I said, we got two people getting busted up in the same week. Did not expect that LA Knight got some blood. I said immediately that Cody is somewhere rubbing his hands together. <laughs> like, man, it's my time. Uh, we're back. Um, Can't wait to have my accident. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man, very, really strong week of wrestling all around, man. I don't think there was any really any misses from anybody. No, every company was knocking it out the park, Phil. Honestly, like from all from top to the bottom, Japan, New Japan, all Japan was doing it. New Japan, Big Japan, fucking DDT, <laughs> like everybody was out here cooking this week. No. This is an amazing way, I think, an amazing start to the year. Like, if this is what the year is going to be like, strap the fuck in. <laughs> yeah, but we got the we got the Tyler debut on the main roster. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Tyler Gabe. came came up to team up with Butch. Please Finally, just this man's name back to Pete Dunne. Um, uh, they referenced all the British strong style stuff. I thought the match was uh, pretty deadly with strong. Seems like they're going to go st- go somewhere with that forward. ALP is back. Um, Put them tag belts oh, up, kind man. Of a lot happened on SmackDown, huh? AOP is back. Paul Ellering was out there too. Yeah. Karrion Cross, Scarlet, like, yeah, there's a lot going on. I know how I feel about them being teamed with uh, Karrion, but I'll give yeah. it a chance. Uh, yeah. Karrion had a really good interview with uh, my guy Emilio. Check that out on his YouTube. They're trying channel. to help him out, Phil. Like they're trying to get. They're like, please, <laughs> you guys like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, I'm excited to see AOP back, though, as a fan of them from NXT. <laughs> I don't think that they ever got the run that they should have gotten on the main roster. So I'm excited at the prospect of them possibly getting to do more. But, yeah, yeah split them belts up, man, and do get it. some belts on SmackDown. They got a strong tag division on SmackDown now. You need some belts over there. Yeah, the, the, there's it always gets into that undeniable uh, territory, and it's at that point of, like, all these tag teams are really good. Yeah. You're building strong tag teams. They need something to fight for, dude. Yeah, so you, got, you, got, you got the LWO guys over there. You got mm. Pretty Deadly. Now you got British Strong Style. Mm. You got, uh, you got uh, Garza and Humberto. Yep. Uh, you got LLP. a lot of tag teams over there. Now. Yeah, you the got other a, you got LWO a, guys. Yeah, you got to get some tag titles over there. And speaking of uh, other LWO guys, shout out to the home guy, homeboy, Joaquin Wild for doing a wild ass dive this week where he drove about 20 different feet uh, away from the ring. Amazing spot. Uh, Shout out to him. I think that he I've been a fan of him for such a long time. And for him to get this position, I think is awesome. I think our last super chat of the day is going to come from Will Chisholm, who says the homeboy from NXT won the breakouts. That was uh, Uh, Oba, right? Oba, yep. Yeah. Uh, all three breakout tournament winners are black. Correct me if I'm wrong, but all three breakout tournament um, winners from the men's side are black. Uh, ACH, Jordan Miles, uh, Carmelo, and now Oba. They transitioned from the breakout tournament to the Heisman Trophy of professional wrestling, the, the North American Championship. Um, yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, man, strong week of wrestling. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's been a blast sitting here talking to you about it as always. Appreciate yeah. the support as always. Thanks for all the humper chats and super chats. Um, yeah, I don't think we got any more humper chats. Let me double check. I think that's it. It has been. <laughs> that is it, man. This has been Grapsity. I'm Phil Lindsay, of course. Righteous Wretch. We are out of here. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.